Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, welcome in to the Deuce and Mo podcast. Live after every single Kings game, and we're live on a Sunday night, basking in the fact that the Kings, after an 0-4 start, all of a sudden, Morgan Reagan, they are cruising 9-2 and in their last 11, and they have just completed their sixth win in a row. It wasn't pretty. It was kind of ugly, but the end result was nice. The Kings offense puts 137 on the board, and they beat the Detroit Pistons 137 to 129 in front of a sold-out crowd at Golden One Center. The vibes are just beautiful at the moment. Beautiful. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Mo, how you doing tonight? So, so, so wonderful. Just wonderful. Life is just um, a little bit more brighter when <laughs> the Kings are. Are good, especially when you just think about us, think about all these people here, the amount of time we invest into this team, this product, these people, this community, everything. It just feels great when you can talk about good basketball being played. But then when it comes out with some wins, even through some ugly basketball, I'm like, hell yes. Yeah, and this game was pretty ugly tonight for the start for the Sacramento Kings. Not really offensively. They did some great things offensively, some really nice things. But even that, to me, wasn't completely perfect tonight. They still put 137 on the board. You're taking on a Pistons team that came into tonight with the worst record in the NBA, playing without Cade Cunningham, Mm -hmm. playing without the girth and the beef of Isaiah Stewart. Right. No Sadiq Bey. Even with those guys, they're not very good. So you're looking at the end of this homestand thinking, oh, this is a good chance for the Kings to just put the hammer down, take care of business, and get this win But man, did the Pistons come out firing. Morgan, 
Uh, let's start with the bad tonight. Okay. okay we're going to get to the good, and there's a lot of good, including that final three minutes of the game. It was pretty sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. What was happening with the Kings' defense tonight? The Pistons, one of the lowest scoring teams in the NBA, one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, were red hot. They well, put 70 points up on the Kings in the first half. I'll say this. I started the pregame show on NBC with, hey, with Jaden Ivey, he's so explosive to the rim. Make sure you're going under screens, right? You don't want to fight over them. He's not, (laughs) yes, thank you. It's not like he's knocking down all of his threes. He was perfect from three-point land tonight, and it wasn't only him. That was the issue. It was everybody, which there's going to be nights Teams just find their rhythm. They're on fire. But at the same time, you still got to look at, well, what's not happening for the Kings? Yeah. The intensity level. There's so many more breakdowns. The perimeter pressure wasn't there at times. And when Boyan was getting some line drives there in that first half, I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. G and Ivy had a couple awesome step backs on Metu. Got mm-hmm. the switch he wanted and went, all right, step back, three ball in your face. And, you know, we, unfortunately, we, we've had to talk about this a lot over the years when the Kings play opponents. We're like, hey, they might be a bad shooting team, but if you leave NBA players open and you let them get comfortable, they're going to shoot threes. Sure. Mike Brown, after the game, was kind of talking about the defense, saying our approach tonight wasn't the best. Like, we have to be ready from shoot around on. Like, we can't come into the games and just play defense in the final few minutes of the game. They came up with some big stops late. You just can't let it get to this point, you know? A night like tonight, you can escape because the Pistons aren't a good team and you have the talent, you've got the firepower. You can't play like this against the elite teams in the NBA. No, no, because you know exactly how this game would have turned out if it was one of the elite teams. It would have been a blowout by an elite team, especially if it was one of those games where all of their shots are falling and the King shots weren't falling to start. And I was liking the way that they started this game, even going to Sabonis. Sabonis was battling up against the former King Marvin Bagley going to work. And you and I talked about it before this game. He needs to go to work in the paint. The girth isn't there in the paint tonight for the Pistons. And they're not a very good team, you said but they stayed, they, they pushed back on that statement that we had for them. And they said, uh, uh-uh, we're still going to do what we need to do. And they did a good job battling, fighting down low. And then I think that helped their confidence on the offensive end as well. Yeah, the defense to me, it's just, we know it's flawed. I would say going into tonight, though, a couple of things that jumped out to me, over over the last 10 games, they were near the top of of the NBA in offensive rating, but they were 17th in defensive rating. And I feel like we've seen some strides from the Kings over this stretch of good defense. It's not, like, consistent. I mean, if you're consistent, you're, you know, one of the top teams in the league. Mm-hmm. But it's been good enough because this offense has been able to carry them a long, long way. This was kind of a step back to me defensively. And I don't know, like, is it, do you overlook a little bit? Are you paying too much attention to the scouting reports, which is, hey, uh, you know, Killian Hayes is shooting 20-something percent from three. Killian Hayes, if he's open, is going to knock down a three. He's and wide he's open. he's been knocking down threes the yeah, last couple of games, the, too. Yeah. The closeouts have to be better. And you mentioned like some of the straight-line drives. I, I felt like they did a good job of getting in the paint, making some things happen. Mm-hmm. You guys give open looks. It's going to work out. I mean, even when Corey Joseph got it going in the fourth. By the way, this was going to be my worst nightmare. I felt like Bagley started to get something going a little bit in the fourth. And Joseph. Yes! I'm not kidding you. I had a brief moment that I was like, if Bagley hits a game winner tonight... Night chat is canceled 
until further notice. Well, I was not gonna I be able to handle to that. Do it, I know so. I, I was off. I was gonna be off. Bye. I would need to go to therapy. <laughs> I would I needed to really think about this. But uh, yeah, and I, you know, I, I think the other thing too, defensively, you know, when they go small, and this is again one theme that I've seen early in the season. When Sabonis is in foul trouble, it's just a completely different team. Right? Like it's true. Their identity changes. During this stretch, it's like he hasn't been in foul trouble as much. Some of this tonight, I didn't think the officiating was great. No. I thought Mark Davis and his crew, I don't know, did they go out last night? Did they put a couple? I don't hey, It was an early game. You stay up nice. late, early game. You're, maybe be you're, nice. Morgan, how many late whistles did you hear tonight? It, it was bad. 7 to 15, something like that? Yeah, around that. It wasn't all against the Kings either. I'm no. just saying, in general. Yeah. But Sabonis so in foul trouble, it just gets him out of rhythm, takes him out of his game, and all of a sudden the Kings have to go to their bench. And tonight, who was a, a big-time impact player for the Pistons? Jalen Duran was amazing tonight. And he's built – the guy's 19 years old. He's so raw. But the freak athleticism, it seemed like he was getting every second-chance opportunity. He was And battling. he was destroying the Kings. Yeah, and that was the issue, right? It was the way he was battling out there. And um, we were watching a Pistons game a few nights earlier just to see what they were going to bring. And you saw Duran was – very chaotic, right? He's young. He yeah. still has a lot to learn. But tonight, he looked a little bit more under control. He looked like he was out there to dominate in his role, and he did a fantastic job dominating uh, the boards, especially late there against you know guys like Sabonis or even when Sabonis wasn't out. But you just going back really quick, too, to some of those Sabonis calls because it's going to happen. Officiating is going to be off at nights, and you're going to get calls that – shouldn't be there. It can be deflating. It's how you come out of it. I'm not saying it's easy because also you do have to change your game. Is it's You want to stay and remain aggressive, but also take two steps back on the physicality because they're obviously calling everything on you. So it changes your game. It changes the entire team's game when Sabonis gets in that foul trouble. Uh, yeah, Sabonis ends up playing just under 34 minutes, 15 points, 13 rebounds, seven dimes for him in this game. I mentioned Duran. He came off the bench in 27 minutes at 12 points, eight rebounds, five of those eight offensive rebounds for him. Also a couple of goaltendings that really hurt the Pistons too. He's just chaotic. Know, like I he said, he is very chaotic, Still but he's raw. 19. He's very That's raw. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that was some of the bad. Uh, also, I thought Jane Ivy got, uh, Ivy looked really good in this game tonight. He was comfortable. He's knocking down his shots. Mm-hmm. He gets in a rhythm, very crafty. He finished with 24 points on 8 of 14 shooting. You mentioned it. He made all four of his threes. Dude, and it's not, it's so, not only do you have to understand his explosive first step and what he's capable of, of being that force going to the basket, but then when he becomes a threat from the outside and actually starts hitting them, and he's hitting them tonight on an efficient level, that was really tough for the Kings because then at that point you're like, okay, how do I guard this guy? And yeah, he's just going to get better and better. He is a rookie right now and good for him and the Pistons. This is another game that I look at where last year's team or previous Kings teams don't win this game. They fold under yeah, the pressure. They're getting punched around and once you know, they go up 124, 119 with a few minutes to play. There felt like there was some nervous energy in the building. Mm -hmm. Previous Kings teams, they fold. But Kevin Herter and De'Aaron Fox took over this game. De'Aaron Fox went MJF on him, said, Oh, I'm better than you, and you know it. Um, I was, I thought, I wrote this note down, and we'll dive into other, all aspects of the game too. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a note down. It was 124-119. Pistons are up. It was after Bagley's free throws. Um, 
Kevin Herter steal, gets it to Fox, and Fox went into, I'm going downhill on you. I'm taking it all the way, and I'm giving you a flashback moment. This is like my rookie year, and I'm dunking at home. He cut the lead to three then. The Kings end up closing on a 16-5 to run. Mm. Why that was so important, why I wrote that down, it's because he went with authority. It was a moment of, hey, guys, we need to wake the F up because I'm not trying to have this six-game, potential six-game win streak come to an end to the Pistons. He went right down. and I mean, he dunked that shit Hard. Hard. Like, I thought at first he was just mm. going to be like, okay, let me see how I can roll around Jaden Ivey, who was the one that was getting back and backpelling. And instead, he said, F this, and just threw that shit down. <laughs> and when you, I think everyone felt that all, yeah. all to our cores. And it was such a great moment because I think a little bit before that, Deuce, Malik Monk tried having that moment when he got the steal and one and then got the tech right after. It was, it was those chaotic chaotic moments for monks that were still the deflating factors, right? We're still things like, man, we were almost there, but then we weren't. But with that De'Aaron Fox, um, the steal from Herder pass up, Fox throwing it down, absolutely yep. momentum shifter. It cuts a three. The end, the end result was the Kings closing on a 16 to five run. Also after that, that's when Kevin Herter got going. Kevin Herter had 13 points in the quarter. 11 of those points Came in the final 323 of the game. He had some tough looks that came out early. That guy has been so tremendous for the Kings. And we could talk about the shooting because the shooting was big tonight. But yeah. it's everything with him. It's a, he, He's such a good, does a great job playing without the ball. Setting good screens to free up other shooters on the team. He's always moving. He was huge tonight hitting some big time shots. It, it was great to see him have those moments because there was times early on when he was some of those threes were rattling in and out not only for him but for so many other of the Kings players I was like okay maybe this isn't going to be their shooting night but for him to make whatever adjustments he needed to make with his game his confidence and shift that into these shots are going in it was beautiful and the fact that they can depend on him from the outside and De'Aaron Fox on the inside you just have guys on this squad that can contribute in these big moments so Fox finished the game with 33 points seven assists four rebounds he also had that jumper late that was clutch it was a big time jumper it ended up being a 7-0 run for the Kings at that point. That was pretty much the game. He had a big-time shot there. Herder finishes with 24 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. How about that dime he had to Harrison Barnes for the dunk? Oh, my God. You're just – you're seeing his passing ability. His – his it's – he's crafty. I feel like in so many different ways, Kevin Herter was – underrated coming to Sacramento. And we've talked about this so many times because he was more of a catch and shoot guy. You had Trey young who was the one that was capable of creating, but why not utilize these type of players to the fullest? And that's what you're seeing being done in Sacramento with Kevin Herter's play. He was big time. Big and time. Now we got to give love to a guy that has been playing well after a slow start. HB Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes deserves all the love. 27 points tonight. Let's go. Nine rebounds, three assists, eight of 11 shooting. But he also got to the free throw line 11 times. 
I thought he was crucial for the Kings tonight. He got them off to a nice start. He was aggressive, looking for his. He saw the matchup and went, I'm attacking it. He got to the free throw line. There were so many times where I felt like the game was kind of in the balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Pistons were playing with a lot of confidence. They're knocking down more shots than they have probably in the last three games combined. They're feeling good about themselves. All of a sudden, HB gets the rock and attacks. He was 10 of 11 from the free throw line in this game, and he was tremendous. He was. It was so aggressive, and he also had some of those big moments, not only some of these plays where he was driving and the foul was getting called deuce. Some of He has this a lot in a lot of games lately he, where he gets big rebounds, where they're just boards that he battles for or that make a difference in the game. They're just crucial rebounds, crucial moments for him. And he's not only doing that, he's taking, he's playing so smart right now. I feel like he's playing with patience. He's playing with understanding of what's around him. He's playing like the guy that we have seen before in those consistent times. And now you just can only hope that this can continue consistently, which I believe it can. The only reason why it was ever stopped before in years past was because an injury would come up and then he would have to get, find his rhythm again, get back into it. So I'm just hoping he can stay healthy, remain this type of player, understand you're not going to have a night like this every single night, but if you can contribute in all those categories on the other nights, that's why you're so valuable as a wing player. Morgan, this is the first time the Kings have won six in a row since January 2005. I know. I know. We've been talking about this all night. In 2005, around that, you said junior in high school? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. Wow. I know you guys played. I thought you guys had a video on the pre or post game show about. We did. We did. I know you put the clip out, but Morgan actually had a picture of her at uh, on the court, of course. She, hey, send a picture from uh, 05, and you sent one of you balling. Yeah, well, what else was I doing oh. in 05? I, wasn't, I was going to school and playing basketball, AAU traveling, or playing in high school. So I didn't have much of a life except playing basketball, and I loved every second of it. What were you doing? What is it? January 2005. Um <laughs> I mean, probably a variety of things, Morgan. Probably trying to, uh, probably avoiding trouble the okay. best I can. <laughs> okay, good answer. Looking That's for, all. hey, can, hey, can I smoke out of this apple or not? No, stop. stop. I was writing for the school newspaper. Is that Smirnoff? Can I, was... I get some Smirnoff? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a long time. It's been a long time. No, it's wild to think about that. I know the, I thought the Kings had a couple of interesting notes that they put out too. Uh, about this win streak. This is the best start the Kings have had after 15 games in a long, long time too, which is significant. So I I love that tonight they found a way to get it done because you face some adversity. You weren't playing the right way. And this is great because you you win, but Mike Brown, there was a couple of times tonight. Ooh. Dude, he laid Ooh. into his team. He called a couple of early timeouts again because of defensive breakdowns. He had that one in the second quarter. It was literally 27 seconds into the second quarter. Diallo had like an easy straight line drive for a jam. Timeout. Let's talk about. He then called another timeout. He was heated. You know what I love about his timeouts, though? Even if he is emotional in the timeout or leading into the timeout, they usually come out with something good, even if it's not a play right away. There's something that is learned out of every single one of these timeouts or every single time that they huddle together and talk things over. It's valuable. There's substance to these timeouts and to these huddles. And tonight, 
I just think about the adjustments that were made all throughout that second half in how many times I felt the energy shift like, do they just not have it tonight? And they kept yeah, grinding yeah, yeah, it yeah. out. Well, and that's, again, that's a credit to Fox. I, I Well, all the guys, but I just, Fox is a guy, man. And he is proving it this year. How The Kings have never been good at closing games. And there are multiple times this season now in close games, they find a way. You don't want this to happen a lot against teams like the Pistons. No. Okay. That, that's the one thing you have to do a better job of. Like, uh-huh. And so you can accept that you won tonight, feel good that the Kings are 9-6 and six and currently in the sixth spot in the West in the way too early look at the NBA standings. But, like, you have to be honest with, with yourself. And that's a good thing. Mike Brown, post-game, always talking about is the Kings' defense. And he, he, it wasn't like he was jumping for joy over the win tonight. He wants his team to be better defensively, and they have to be. They, they're... If the Kings can be respectful defensively, mm-hmm. like if they could be, be respectful, like be respectful when you defend out there. Respectable is what I meant to say. They're going to be a good offensive team. If they're in the top five offensively and they can get in that like 15 to 20 range defensively, they're going to be a playoff team. So wait, you said top five offensively and then top 20. 15 to 20 defensively. They're a playoff team. Yeah. Um, that's totally fair to say and, and and on the overall standing on the overall stats they're not there yet defensively no. they put together a better stretch here the majority of the season it seems like it's going in a, a better direction but tonight is just one of those games that i hope brown like busts out that film is like break down here break down here break down here what happened here when Corey joseph had 18 seconds to shoot a three and he just is that how he's gonna say it? I, like that, that's form? that was frustrating. Yeah, seeing yeah. it because people, yeah. you know, you remember that way, right? Yeah. Like a kid, you put it in song form. Yeah. So yes, I want my grandpa. When in song. are you gonna come over here yeah. and go over to help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Come Don't. to help. What are you doing? What? The- Get your hands up. Put your hands in that passing lane. Hey. Communicate. You well, son of a. That's what was no. That's what was tough about it too, because there's times I'm watching their defense and I go. It's not like they're not trying. There was just far too many miscommunications. Yeah. And that's, that's what was frustrating to see. It's not a second night of a back-to-back. It's not a, um, you know, you're not playing against a very good offensive team. In fact, one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, yeah, yeah. right? And so yeah. they're going to get theirs. But like I said from the start, when you have someone like Boyan, who we've seen be crafty, He's, he can get to his mid-range game and everything, but when he gets a line drive to the basket, that's when Bro, you should just be scared if as you're, a team. If you're Dwayne Casey tonight, you got to be going, all right, we have not been able to shoot at all this year. At all. Uh-huh. Tonight, we shoot 53% from the field. They were 15 of 29 from three. That's 51.7%. And they were 20 of 23 from the line. You put up 129 points. You're like, oh, that's a win. Cool. <laughs> Bounce back. Like it's, it's just insane. Sacramento ends up shooting 55%. They were 12 of 35 from three. One stat I love tonight. Uh-huh. Because the three wasn't dropping like it has been. They got to the free throw line 35 times and they only missed four. And not only that, you know who had some of the clutch free throws who? toward the end? De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Just making some big time free throws at the end. Nine of nine. Yes. And honestly, you know what's crazy about thinking about him today? He was two of four from three-point land. I'm getting to the point now with Fox. 
I'm not cringing when he takes a three. Well, you. Sh- I, I, he's. I, he's. I'm like. He. He feels confident about it. He's knocking them down. Like it feels like. Oh, this is part of his game now. And he's being smart about when he takes his threes. He's not just launching them. Not just trying to find his rhythm, find his confidence. It's like he's understanding that his entire team can play better if he makes the right choices as well. And so you're seeing that. We. We. We have something. I did have one thing that I want to talk about. Can we give some love to the people? Give some love to the people first, and then I have one, but one thing. We were closing in on 800 people watching us live tonight Let's on a Sunday go. night. There's Sunday night football. on. The Kings have won six in a row. We're here talking about it. Shout out to everyone watching us live. Andreas says, Fox is locked in. Yes, he is. Uh, Jesse in the chat says, Sabonis' offensive rebounds were huge in this game. Yeah, I felt like he had just some timely-ass rebounds. I look, and he only has three offensive rebounds, but they're I feel like the they were really big. Mm-hmm. The Kings end up with 62 points in the paint in this game, 19-second chance points, and a, a huge love to the starters tonight because the Pistons bench destroyed Sacramento's bench tonight. Dude, when Burks came out, he was just, I mean, that was... Yeah, he was getting to his spot. He, he was, was hitting he, corner threes. It was, but he ends up four thirteen. He he missed a lot. He was it was right from the, the start yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I mean they had four guys in double figures off their bench. Kevin Knox, who has not been able to shoot at all this year, hits three threes. I mean, come on, big threes. Corey Joseph, twelve points, knocks down two threes. Mm-hmm. Burks was sixteen. We mentioned Duran a little bit ago. He had twelve and eight. Uh, the Kings bench really struggled tonight, and they had to lean on their stars. Malik Monk came back, so. From what I understand, he had a tooth pulled yesterday, and it was mm-hmm. still bugging him a little bit today. I'm not saying that's why he wasn't good. I'm just that's making why he got that technical. Uh, Malik Monk was quiet tonight. He had eight points, three assists, three of six shooting. Yeah, he got thrown out of the game. Initially, I'm like, what? That's a BS call. Seeing the replay, he he was fired up after that play. Uh-huh. Right, the steal and the score. Is that what happened? Wasn't it a steal it was, and a score? It, it was, I think, yes, a steal and a score. And it was a kind of momentum shift. And he, like, celebrated. He, like, kind of, like, yelled at the crowd, but at the same time kind of pushed Killian Hayes. And, of course, well, let's team up and throw him out Dude, of the game. And I didn't see the push at first. I'm like, that's a bullshit no, call. No, but no, he like, definitely pushed him. Yeah, he definitely pushed yeah, him a bit. can't um, do that. Also, just, like, guys show emotion. What are we doing? I just thought the officiating tonight was dreadful it's fine and i agree and it wasn't it just when it takes away from the game yeah it's not fun um the fact that we don't have to talk about that being the reason why the king's loss is uh exciting as well but the other guy that i did want to mention to you was terrence davis i texted you about him at one point i was like why haven't we seen td and you're like i actually don't know i literally was like morgan i just realized that we have not seen terrence davis tonight we did not see terrence davis uh until late third quarter of the game yeah. he came in around the 218 mark of the third quarter for the first time and just w- the way things are going defensively for sacramento i was like well maybe they need him to could be you know he has times where he can come in and make an impact defensively get some steals get things going the kings are so good when they're out in transition mm-hmm. getting into their stuff really fast it's not always fast break points it's we're just going to beat you down the floor and get into our stuff and get the movement going. Their motion offense is just so, oh. it's so, it's so free that no one ever knows what they're actually going to do. Well, and that's taking a step back, big picture. I think the most impressive thing about this team through the first now, is it 15 games of the season? Yeah, 15 games of the season. They have built a roster with some really smart players. Yeah. That are so good with, 
a lot of the motion stuff that they run, there is a lot of reading the situation and reacting. And that's what it done is. A fantastic job. Everybody, everybody who plays can get in there and make something happen. But you know, I know you say like I think they built this roster with a, a lot of smarter players, high IQ players. But at the same time, I do believe too that they have taught the game really well. Mike Brown and his coaching staff has not only do they have these standards and they set these standards and say, you have to do this or you're not going to play, but they're teaching them why that's the right way to go about it. Why that extra pass over here in that screen, you know, pin down and this dribble handoff, why those things make such a difference or why your body being here instead of here makes a big difference on a screen. Those things are being taught to these guys. So they're also becoming smarter and smarter players from this coaching staff in yeah. this little of time. Yeah, and it's been really impressive. The shooting's been impressive too, right? But tonight what I liked is even though the three wasn't falling and even though the Pistons were shooting an absurdly high field goal percentage because of getting some open looks and just getting confident, yeah, the Kings, were they, they never fell apart in this game. The Pistons' biggest lead was seven. Oof. So the Pistons, as hot as they were, only led by seven. And it's a credit to what the Kings are offensively right now. And I do think just the way things are going, are they going to have stretches where they cool down offensively? Of course, every team goes through. It's a long 82-game grind, no doubt about it. But I think this offense is built to be really good this year. I think this is yeah. – people are like, well, you can't count on scoring 130 every night. I'm going, honestly, they might be able to. The problem is they do have to get stops at some point, no doubt about it. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. My point is this offense has everything you want. You got a big who can get you down low, but he can also pass. He's such a good screener. You got Fox who can get you down a hill, and this year he's scoring at all three levels. He's hitting free throws. You got Monk who can play make. He can shoot. You got Herter who can play make. He can shoot. You've got a lot of talented weapons on this team. And you talk about the talented weapons, but you guys, offensively, it's what they can do off of each of those players. When Sabonis gets the ball and he's in a bust out and then he goes downhill, mm. it's like it's there's a different type of motion going off of him than when De'Aaron has the ball and he's pushing the pace. It's a different type. Just all the different actions that are being run off of this motion offense are unpredictable. And for teams, that makes life so much harder, especially when guys are executing it at such a high level. It's so, so fun. Every, I mean, I, I keep going, hey, this guy's fun to watch. And I go, I'm not giving this guy enough love. Sabonis is just a joy. And tonight was rough. I thought he got called for some ticky-tack fouls. I also didn't understand how you can get hit in the face and get called for a foul. I, I, I know. I wasn't that totally like up. Is that, times. is that a new rule this year where you can... You get hit in the face. It's a foul on you because you put your face there. It does seem like the games he gets the most beat up are the games he's in most foul trouble. And I'm like, I don't understand this. Is it because he's playing with a physical... I think sometimes, too, it takes him out of his game a little bit and he plays a little bit more frustrated. Yeah. So maybe he's more... He's not as guarded or he's he's positioning his body differently. So he is um, getting hit by these guys. I'm not saying like he's actually putting his face in the wrong spots, but you know what I mean? It's just a different type of mentality yeah. when you do start getting in that foul trouble. And I don't know, just something to look out for. Morgan, when they were 0-4, did you ever think it was a possibility that they would be 9-6 and after 15 games? <sighs> 
I never, I didn't doubt it. I didn't, I didn't like put it out there like that's going to be impossible. But I also wasn't expecting it. Like the amount of people I always talk to and I always just say, yeah, if I'm seeing improvement, uh, not only with the culture, but the product on the floor, the competitive nature, all of that, but it's not changing in the win loss column this season. I was like, I'm good. What low expectations did I have? What the shit was I talking about? Because this team is an actual good basketball team and they're showing it not only in a lot of these games consistently now, but late in games when they even screw up in a game like the against the Detroit Pistons and they find a way out of it. But that's and that's what I go back to and to your point about them being a good team. Good teams will find a way. That's it. Like, That's okay, it. you've got to grind it out. Like today in the NBA, let, let me just It's a give long you an season. Example. You're going to have these types of games, but it's if you can figure it out. Tonight in the NBA, the Warriors squeaked by the Houston Rockets. Had a big start in the first uh, quarter. Had to squeak by them. Oh, cute. I mean, th- that's... I'm all petty now. No, well, that's no but that's my point. Like, it happens in the NBA. I mean, every night there's a game you're like, really, this team really had to battle yeah. with this team to get a W? And... You know, it happens sometimes. And so I, you have to find ways to win. During an 82-game season, you're not going to be locked in every single night. In the perfect world, every coach would want his team, be locked in every night, play this way, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. You're, you're going to have bad days. You're, you're human. It's going to, yeah. But you have to learn from, from this, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to learn from your mistakes when you're not locked in. Like, what could I have done differently? And sometimes there's just not going to be things you could have done differently and life just happens, right? But you, if you're aware of what you did and did not do in every single night, mentally, physically, studying up, whatever it may be, then you're going you're, you're gonna to make it. You're going to do some good things. Also, Morgan, I do have to say this. Uh, I keep noticing this. You have something in your tooth, and it's just like buggy. It's like, you know, it's one of those things you just look at, and you're just like, can you just get that out? Yeah, that's okay. You know what's funny? But, like, when I tell you something's wrong with you, I don't like. So I didn't see something was wrong with you. I, I don't just like look something... at you like you're so gross. You so. I mean, I just, it was just one oh of those my things. God. Yeah, it's just like, golly. Okay. A black bean. I also <laughs> want to read my uh, favorite <laughs> quote, Morgan. What? What? We can accept in victory. What would we would not accept in defeat? Facts. Facts. You've been saying this quote for a while, too. So that's perspective for tonight. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things. We saw the return of Keegan Murray to the lineup tonight. Uh, he was back in the starting lineup for Sacramento. He had 13 points, four of 10, one of six from three, four of five in the free throw line. Um, He took a couple of tough falls, too. I don't feel like his back's 100 yet, and I don't. Know exactly what's going on, but Mm -hmm. back issues are annoying. As someone who has had back issues in my life, it's one of those things where one moment feels great. You take one weird move or weird fall, and all of a sudden it lingers for a while. So hopefully he's okay. I just felt like it did impact him down the stretch a bit. Yeah, I I agree. There was times when he first came out, he looked in it. He looked ready to go. Just um, pretty normal, right? Shots just weren't all falling and everything. And then down the stretch, especially when he had that one play where he came back down with the ball, ended up being a travel and he went down to the ground. It just was a weird moment with his entire body. And I'm like, I don't like what I see. Um, let's see here in the chat. Let's get to some of the comments. Trevor says Keegan played. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, Mo, my cousins realized they went to high school with you and your sister while watching tonight. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Brooke. That's cool. Senior Informo says, Preacher Deuce. Thank you. Uh, Shane would like us to stop arguing. Oh, cool. yes. You, okay. Yes, sir. Good luck. That's never going to happen. Oh. Uh, Jesse James wants us to know at this moment. This is a huge update. Oh. We should actually get the breaking news sounder here. Jesse James says, I love black beans. So do I. Black beans are great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If done right. Black beans before I got yeah. on really quick. Yeah. I was hungry. Uh, and the biggest thing that people ask for in the chat, Morgan. The what? Kings did win tonight, right? Uh, can we confirm? Arm the laser. Arm the laser. Bring in laser in the shot. Fire the laser. Yes. The beam team, baby. How many times I had my parents like texting me, fire the laser. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I could scream this on the post game show right now. But I think I'll break a microphone if I do. Ricky says, Deuce and Mo for announcers. Make it happen. We are with the Stockton Kings in the G <laughs> League. Deuce and Mo. We do play by play in color there. Yes. You should check it out. You should definitely check it out. Uh, Michael says, Mo has had back problems uh, from carrying Deuce for years. That's oh. not funny. That's, I'm not I mean, that. factual, but... I'm not reading that. Got, got the icy hot, though. All right, yeah. next thing we got to talk about. Yes. We saw the return of Keegan Murray. We also saw the return to Sacramento for Marvin Bagley III. Okay, let's talk about this for a second because wow, okay. I was talking about it with Kenny Thomas and Kyle Draper. Yeah. And Kyle asked us if he should be booed. And I was like, no, he shouldn't be booed, but he's going to be because of what he represents. We'll get into that more in a second of what that is. Kenny full blown was like, he was the problem. Boo him. Boo him. And it was just like, okay, Kenny. Kenny whatever. said boo him. Yeah. Kenny said get boo him. Here, and then Kenny. I thought Kyle had the good um, in between. He was like, listen, you give him. The ovation he deserves when they announce him in the certain lineup, and then you can boom the rest of the game. And I was like, that's very show your respect, but I didn't see anyone show the respect. Yeah, I mean, it went exactly how I thought it would. Mm -hmm. He got booed very every, loudly every time he touched the ball, yeah. he got booed. And it goes to what we said the other night when we were talking about this game coming up. It's not just booing Bagley. No. I don't like it. Like, one, I just think, like, dude, the guy played on your team. He wasn't a bad guy. He was getting trouble off the floor. Did he leave up, live up to expectations? No. But most people aren't just, they're not booing him. Mm -mm. They're booing, you were drafted number two. And we should have had Luca. Yep. Vlade did this. Oh, your dad did this. And, oh, you were injured all the time. It's hard to look back at, in his rookie year, the Kings won 39 games, and he was on the all-rookie first team. Like, he had a good rookie year. Yeah. Then the first game of the next season in Phoenix, he got hurt, and it just seemed like it cascaded. It was like, hurt all the time, hurt all the time, and, oh, his dad pops off and says this. There's just always this kind of drama around it. And then I think kind of, for me, the worst thing that he did, in my opinion, that I, would, I still don't like is they tried to have him check into a game last year, and he refused. Yeah. But that was probably the worst thing he did. And so the people who boo the night to me, it was more booing just everything. It's not specifically him. It's the I, whole picture. I hope so because I just, you know, it, it's tough because I think it's I think it's funny when it's just like a fun fan thing. It's like, yeah, boo him. Sure, whatever. But truly, 
He's one of those people that you and I have had interactions with. He's such a good dude that has just been shit on because he got picked number two and not Luca. And that wasn't his fault, right? It's ultimately not his fault. He couldn't shine. He couldn't step up. And it just really sucked to see for the city that obviously had (laughs) dealt with so much losing for so long. And then he goes to the locker room. Early in the game. That was... He had a finger... I'm going, oh, no. I was thinking he was just going back mentally. No, no. He got hurt. There was something going on with his hand, um, and he went to the locker room at the 747 mark. He was, like, grabbing his hand, um, but then he ends up returning. He actually scored down the stretch a bit, you know? Um, You know, I think with Bagley, too, it's... I, I, You just haven't seen the growth with him. Like, to me... The Bagley we saw tonight is the same Bagley you saw his rookie year, his second year, his third. It's kind of the same mistakes. Yeah. The same flashes of athleticism and, oh, yeah, he can dunk. And, like, he, there's an occasion he, he'll do get a nice rebound or whatever, but it's kind of the same defensive miscues. It's kind of the same issues where first few plays of the game, I felt like he was forcing shots, trying to get something going. But, anyway, just take a step back. I understood why people booed. I don't think he should have been booed, but you know what? People go to games and they want to boo. I don't think it was like hatred coming out. It it's was whatever. It it's, was fun because everyone was doing it together so so loudly. Yeah. That's what that's what I enjoyed a little bit about it. But Deuce, one other thing I have to say to you that you mentioned to me earlier. Yeah. Happy one year vomit man. Dude, let's talk about this, guys. Do you vomit guys man. in the chat? realized that one year ago tonight we were sitting here and i think that was luke walton's final game as no coach. it was luke walton's vomit man was luke yeah. walton's final game yeah we were sitting here after another king's loss talking about the dude who was so drunk that he puked all over the floor and then the kings fired walton that was one year ago tonight. Think about how much has changed in a year the kings are nine and six off to their best 15 game start in so long a year ago, we were sitting here at night chat going, so yeah, Kings lose again. Where do you go from here? A guy puked on the floor. <laughs> could could we get any more low than that? Also, kind of another bad thing that happened a year, uh, 13 years ago today. Oh, what? That's when the Monarchs were no longer no. in the WNBA. That's when the Maloof shut it down 13 years ago today. So do you think maybe today the Kings... Like ended yeah. all the bad uh, shit and we're like, absolutely. you know what? That's okay about that. That's okay about that. But we're going to get the win tonight. <laughs> I like that. I think that's exactly what happened, Morgan. Do you know when Vomit Man actually happened? I started writing a parody to Rocket Man about Vomit Man. How'd it go? It, I, it wasn't good, but it just, I mean, obviously. But you say can, you had to be like, hey, that you have to perform it like right now. Okay. Okay. I don't remember all the words, but. All I know, and it's and it's gonna be a long, long time. Vomit man, and then I just don't. I remember I mean, that's the, all you had. You have any no. Idea? I had I mean, lyrics. That's easy, that's I had easy. lyrics. I can't. I literally can't remember. It's not them. on your computer. It would take me a long time to God, find. What a tease! I, I know. Th- they're gonna improv. I do, a and bit. I do. I know. Sorry, I got nothing. Well, I did have something, but then it was mean. It was like about Luke Walton, and then I was like, I can't do this parody song. Vomit man. Well, what's tonight's win, by the way? Uh-huh. The Kings, 9-6, and six, as we mentioned. It is their best 15-game start since the 2014-15 season when they started 
nine and six. Wow. This is the longest win streak since a six game streak from January 11th to the 20th of 2005. Also, it's their sixth straight home win tonight, which is their longest home winning streak since the 2019 20 season when they won six in a row. Such a good feeling. Okay. So, how do we just hang on to this feeling forever? You can't, Morin, because uh, you hit the road after this. And it's hey. a road trip that is not going to be too easy. You have the Memphis Grizzlies coming up on Tuesday. They're going to be shorthanded. No John Morant, no Desmond Bain. But Memphis tonight was in action. They lost to Brooklyn in Kyrie Irving's return to the floor, 127 to 115. Dylan Brooks had 31 for them. Obviously, it's not totally the same team. Jaron Jackson did not play in the game tonight. I think they're kind of managing things as he cool. returns from injury. But, you know, with Memphis, they have guys. Like, Tyus Jones can get things going for them. I just yeah. I think he's a really talented player. It seems like they have guys who are always stepping in and they can be competitive. It's not the same as when Jaw was out last year. When Jaw was out last year, they were like 20-5. and five. The difference this year is they don't have Kyle Anderson. They don't have DeAnthony Melton. Desmond Bain is out right now. It is kind of different. So the Kings catch a break with that first game. Then they take on the Hawks. They wrap up the road trip with the Boston Celtics, who are off to an amazing start to the season. Jason Tatum's playing great basketball, and their offense is cruising. Yeah, so obviously <laughs> that's going to be a tough matchup with that one. But we're just looking at it this one game at a time. And so if you do look at everything against the Memphis Grizzlies, just like you said, sure, they could be missing some of their best guys, but they still they have established something with their culture and their foundation over the years and how hard they work that next man up mentality. It doesn't matter who's there. And Steven Adams, just his big body alone. I always get worried about what Sabonis will be like if he gets in that foul trouble. We talked about that earlier. It's what's their identity as a team. If Sabonis does get in that foul trouble and Steven Adams is trying to dominate in the paint, it's just, there's challenges ahead. And that's why it's, um, it's it's cool to talk about these games, though, where it never feels out of reach. It feels like they're all winnable games if the Kings play like they have been in this stretch. I was taking a look at my notes, by the way, Morgan, and we'll get more into the upcoming road trip in a bit just to th see things that might have irritated me. You actually take... Yeah, okay. here's one. Alec Burks getting fouled on a couple of threes tonight. The first one, Malik Monk might have might have grazed his back. I'm going to say he might have grazed his back three. He shot three free throws. Okay. Then oh, late yeah. in the game, please explain to me uh -huh. how Kevin Herter fouled Alec Burks on that three-point attempt. I Where know. was the foul? That was... Where was it? Did he get him a little bit with the body? Where was the foul? Also very weird. Yes. Sketch sketch is a great way I did to not like those calls no no more no more but there was there some of the Sabonis ones were obviously on your list as well yeah and the other thing I wanted to talk about too was late in the fourth quarter we keep mentioning some of the big plays late by the Kings knocking down shots from Herder and Fox but also I think we should acknowledge if we're going to talk about how bad their defense was throughout I thought they did a good job defensively late. Like Sabonis had a strip on Ivy. 
They had Herder had that steal that led to the Fox dunk. It felt like they were much more engaged defensively. And that's what you said Mike Brown talked about. He was like, yeah, no, that's great that we were this type of team defensively down the stretch, but how can we be that consistently? But you're right. Like, we can give love to the type of defense that we did see down the stretch. And I do believe it was the way that they locked in. You saw that one time De'Aaron Fox got up into, I forget who had the ball. It could have been Burks. And he tried ripping away. They, that was a bullshit call, too. They called a foul, and it should have been a jump ball. You saw that, right? When yeah. he was just like straight up, okay, I'm going to go in, reach, get it, didn't touch his arms. They don't call a jump ball. They call a foul. Those moments, though, of intensity, everyone started picking it up. Do you want to hear some G-Man from tonight? Yeah. I know people don't always get to hear G-Man on the Kings radio slash audio side. Uh, here's some of his calls late in the game. This was when Ivy got stripped by Sabonis and Herter hit the three. Jaden Ivey, high steps, drives to the right, smothered by Sabonis, strips the ball away with a steal. No call. Sabonis daring the officials with a fifth foul. Gives to Fox. Fox back to Sabonis, kicks to the corner. Herders open. Three on the way. He's got the triple. Kings lead 131-127. Pistons call timeout. 129 left. It's a nail-biter. It's a barn burner. It hasn't been a good, strong showing by the Kings, but they're back on top by four. The question now becomes, can they maintain? God, he's so good. He's so good. How did... You're so lucky that you get to hear that all the time. Is this his 38th season? How about a Barnes dunk late? Launch for three to beat the buzzer. Short. Rebound. Sabonis. Second chance to Herder. No look pass. Barnes. It from the right baseline. Harrison Barnes, the Black Falcon, with a flex. After that one, Kings regain the lead 126 125. Barnes has 25. I know I'm going out of order a bit here, but hey, bear with me. Uh, how about that play I talked about that was a turning point? This is the uh, deer and jam. Bogdanovich, two point range, feeds a pass right into the hands of Herder. Ahead to Fox. Fox turns the defender once, twice, goes for the hammer and rips it with a left hand off the dribble against Caden Ivey. What a statement thrown down by deer and Fox with 4.05 to go. It's back to a one possession game. Fox has 29, 124, 121. And the last one we got to go to is the Fox jumper late. Herder on the left wing. Sabonis sets a screen. Token variety. Fox now in two-point range. Will he rock and fire? You bet. Will he make it? You bet he will. 133-127. The Kings on a 7-0 run in the final minute now of regulation. I love I just asked you the rue emotion. Wait, was it this play? I just looked at you in the eyes and said, was it this one? That was amazing. The his he's just so dominant lately in these crunch time minutes. And it's great to have someone you can depend on. It Uh, really is. It is. And it's the other thing right now is I just love I think we've talked about the beam 800 times beam team. What's up? It's cool that the fans are into the beam, obviously. Mm-hmm. The fact that you, the light the beam chants tonight were insane. And then after the game, Kevin Herter tweets out, light the MF. Light that MF. Hashtag beam team. And then how about this meme from our guy Kyle Ramos? You heard of the dream team? We're the beam team. <laughs> that is incredible. It's so, so good. It's so good. The amount. Yeah. Oh, I, I, got, a, I got a photo uh from my parents, they're at my brother's house and he has these 
interchangeable lights like Google can yeah. change the color. And the, they watched the whole game with purple lighting. Like it's spreading like wildfire, you guys. It really is something that's just bringing everyone together, whether it's the Sacramento Kings or this entire community. Uh, we got to give some love to everyone watching us live right now. I appreciate we got a ton of people here on a Sunday night. The biggest thing you could do is hit the thumbs up and subscribe. And I'm going to say this again. Hit the thumbs up. Oh, yeah. This isn't because it's like at the end of the night, I go, hey, Morgan, we got 400 likes. We're really cool. No, because if you hit the thumbs up, it just helps our channel grow. More and people can see it. There's a reason why we are, I think, this month reaching the most views we've ever had in a month. Wow. We're, our subscribers keep going up. So if you can get the thumbs up and the subscriptions up, by the way, it's free to subscribe. Click subscribe. It just helps us grow and we can keep building this badass community and we're going to be live after every single game. Shout out to Kenneth who donated another 50 memberships to our Kenneth, awesome community. You're amazing. Also, shout out to Caesar who donated 10 bucks saying, love the podcast. Wish I could see the pre and post game show on League Pass. Yeah, what is up with that? I don't know. I don't know why they don't do that on um, for League Pass people because... Yeah, it would be cool if some people from out of town could actually be like, oh, yeah, I watched your stuff, Morgan, yeah. but they can't. So, oh, well, sorry. Thanks for the donation. Earl mentioning that there's an MVP for chant, MVP chant for Fox tonight. I heard, I heard someone else had said that to me. That's really, it's cool. I love, I just love it because I love that people are giving him everything that he deserves right now because I know he hasn't been playing like this throughout all of his years in Sacramento, but he's shown, hey, be patient. I can get here with the right roster and the right coaching staff, and he's showing that right now. Well, we need to find out why League Pass is not showing your pre- and post-game show because people want to see you. I thought that's for every team. Yeah, but they need to change that. I oh. think it should be an option. Like, okay, what would you rather see? If you're paying for League Pass, yeah. would, you rather want, would you rather see what's going on in the arena yeah. Just hanging out, guys shooting around, which is cool. It or is. have the option to watch pre and post game. You know how we peppered the scheduling guy to give us a TNT We're going to get that changed. Yes. We got to pepper somebody else. <laughs> Adriana Chess is at this point, does Monty ask Coach Brown who he would uh, need on this team and then try to go get it? Um, I think they collaborate a lot already. And I think Mike Brown's been instrumental in giving ideas to the front office, they are really tight. And that's a great sign, it's a right? Great it's, sign. You know, walking step and step. Because something Mike Brown could do is be like, no, 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 this is someone we need just alone for our glue, our culture, yeah. or, or what he adds here that you're not actually seeing is so valuable um, for us. You know, there's just little things like that. Uh, that's why the communication could go such a long way, the synergy. I would also... Say, like, when you talk about the need, you know, it's I'm still looking at when they do get go small. It has worked at times for them. We mentioned this a couple of games ago. It's like, hey, Metsu's been really nice for them. You know, they do need some more size. They do. You know, like tonight you felt when they went small when Sabonis was off the floor. It was yeah. like, Duran's a problem. Like, that's that's an issue. And we thought things were going to be much easier tonight because, obviously, they didn't have Isaiah yeah. Stewart. And it was like, okay, their girth isn't there in the paint tonight. Yeah, but with Sabonis... In foul trouble, mm -hmm. that changes things. It does. And here's my next question then. We saw what they did, what people, other teams did against Memphis in the postseason. They went small, especially wow. against Steven Adams. Yeah. You're not doing that, like, going to, into this next game, right? You're only doing that if you have to make that switch and that adjustment if foul trouble presents itself with Sabonis, right? Yeah. No, no. You. What do you mean? 
I'm not sure I'm following. Like, you. let's say, let's say, you know, Sabonis has his time, his minutes, whatever. But when you make the rotation, you go even smaller. Like you play just a small ball type of game against Memphis when Stephen yeah, Adams is I'm, out there. I'm Do cool you think with that. like, okay, okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, I think the problem is when they're facing the really athletic teams with athletic bigs. Mm-hmm. Going small, it's just Duran's a freak. That guy's 19 <laughs> years old, and that guy is ripped. He, he's not, I mean, check his birth certificate. He's not 19. There's he's no way. He's not 19. Um, let's uh, get to a couple people, including uh, some of our young people who listen to us. You talk, uh, someone hit me up the other day and was like, I just love how many different people you have on the pod. That's like cool. fans. It's like, yeah, because we don't care who we talk to. We'll yeah. Talk to anybody. You could be 65, like old man Trevor. Age ain't nothing but a number. Or you could be like 13. I believe that Jamie's 13. Jamie. Jamie, are you there? Yeah, what's up? Jamie, are you 13 still or what? What's what's going uh, on? Oh yeah, I, I turned 13 in August. Yeah. Jamie, oh. I gotta be honest, I don't think we've heard from you this year. Yeah, I know. Uh I've been focused on school and everything. Well, so. a couple of things. Uh ball is life. School can take a back no. seat. No. It's fine. No, he's kidding, Jamie. Jamie, how you doing, man? How you feeling about your kings? Oh, I feel like amazing, you know, like I've been watching a lot more of the games because like I got league pass and like, it's fun to watch this team, you know? Yeah, it totally, what, what did you, I mean, I guess you've been watching them a lot lately. What's been sticking out to you lately that you really like? Well, uh, I like that. Uh, I, I like Kevin Herter a lot. I think he was a really good pickup for us this off season. Like. Uh, he not he can knock down shots when we need him. Uh, Sabonis can get rebounds when we need him. Um, we're we're really good. We we got. I feel like we got a lot better as a free throw shooting team. Yes, that's a fact. I was concerned about we're, that, especially in the preseason. They've yeah. been really good. They've improved a lot since the start of the year. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I I I thought that the monk call like. I, like like you guys said earlier, at first I thought it was like kind of BS because like he 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 was just like excited after he knocked down an and one, and then um he got teed up, but it it was the right call. I yeah. Would say. yeah, it was like yeah, I guess he got a little physical there. I guess yeah, we'll tee him up. <clears throat> but uh, we've been doing a lot. We've been doing really good, you know. Like I think we're like. Nine and two in our last eleven, or something. Yeah, that's a fact. Nine and two in our last eleven games. That's that's really that, that's huge, right there. This road trip is going to be like a really big challenge. Yeah, it you is. Know? It, it is. I, they've got a shorthanded Memphis team. Hopefully, you can take care of yeah. business against them. It's not going to be easy. Atlanta, back to back, and then you got Boston. Boston's going to be the one. I'm. I'm really not to jump too far ahead because oh. there's a lot of games to play You're before jumping. them, but. I am interested to see how they they look against Boston. Like to me, I, yeah. it's a good test for them, a team that's been so good offensively to take on a team that obviously was in the finals last year, who's capable of playing good defense, but offensively has just been they've been a monster this year. But you got you, Jamie, you guys, here's the only and I know, I know. They're on the road, but it is good old Turkey Day the day before. Yeah. And it's just, it's always like when you, when you get a lot more food or you feel you have that mentality to eat a lot <laughs> oh, more God. food. Like I have to do the pre and post game show the next day. I have to start, I have to find a black moo to wear because like I'm going to eat so much, you know, and it's just like going to affect like what I can actually 
and you know go on the show with. You're gonna be a little bloated. I'm gonna be a little bloated. I'm gonna have a lot of salty turkey and a lot of different things, right? Not turkey, but you know what I mean. Just different things. And so I think now for these guys, like as professional athletes, like sure you're gonna say like they need to do the right things, but don't you feel it sometimes around the holidays? Like this is when there's just certain personalities that just look at it a little bit different. You're not worried about that at all. I mean, it affects what? both teams. What do you mean? I don't, I'm no, I know. I'm sorry. Well, you were talking Celtics about Celtics are at and, home. So what's your point? Like, I'm just saying like on the road, like you're doing a team Thanksgiving yeah. dinner thing, that whole holiday atmosphere. It just, I don't know. It just it tires I, me out thinking about it. Everyone's <laughs> eating food on Thanksgiving. I don't know. I mean, I, Thanksgiving or not, it was going to be a hard game against Boston. My point is against Boston, though, you guys, the next day. It's like they're not going to be the freshest and the sharpest, in my opinion. It's oh, also okay. toward the end of a road trip I think, is really can, the Can reason. I be honest? I think it's easier on the road on the holidays. I think it's easier on the road. Okay. Because you're you're you're, you're working. Okay. It's when, when you're at home, think about you're at home. You're on your home base. You got family in town. You're, like, not totally focused. But I think it's easier. Okay. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no. I think I think this Grizzlies game we have like a big advantage because I'm looking at the stats right now from uh, our first game against them. They don't have Desmond Bain. He he dropped 31 on us. So yeah. be, uh, I think they like might go to Dylan Brooks or like maybe even like Brandon Clark to try to get some points for them. Der Jaron Jackson, like they have to rely on some different guys to get a lot of points for them because. Bane and Jaw isn't up. Yeah. Well, Jamie, I appreciate you uh, checking in with us, man. Thank you. Have a yes, good Jamie. one. Here's Jamie. Jamie. And big pop at the chat for Jamie, including Michael, who says, can we trade Deuce in a second rounder for Jamie? Yes. The answer is yes. Over under says Jamie is the basketball mind. Wow. wow. You guys are being really disrespectful to my guy, Perniel, who was in the chat at one point and then left. No. Because he felt like some kid was trying to take his shine. Perniel's older. Yeah, you're right. Perniel's got more experience. He's got a few more years of experience in the league. Absolutely. In the, in the league. league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Twitter Spaces real fast and check in with Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Kev. Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Get away. Sometimes it's delayed. And he's been waiting for a long time, so I just I want to okay. be patient with this. Kevin. You're being so patient. Because I think he's here. Someone's asking if it's Kevin Herter. Oh. It's... No, but I Kevin Herter is going to be on the podcast after the road trip. For sure? Yes. I don't have an official date, yes, but but yes, he's coming on our podcast. I hate when you say this and no. we don't have an official date. Actually, I met Kevin Herter tonight. Doug Christie, Doug Christie put me over a little bit. Did he? Yeah. Aw, that was nice of Doug. That's the least he could do. Uh-huh. How much I put Doug over over the years. Kevin, are you there? Kevin's not there. All right, Kevin, try again, man. I'll get you in if you request. Uh, let's go back to Discord for a second and check in with Spry. What's up, Spry? Hey, hey, hey guys. Do you hear me right? Yeah. What, what is up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, hello from uh, Europe. It's really late here. <laughs> I wanted where, to jump. Where in Europe? I'm from Serbia, mates. Shout out, Serbia! <laughs> Woo! I knew that. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I just wanted yeah. you to say it because he's in our Discord all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what's up, man? Ain't nothing much. I was watching the game and I wanted to stay late to chat with you guys because I never get the chance to because all your games start at 4 a.m. So by the time they're over, it's already 8 a.m. or something. Yeah. But I was working late and I uh, watched the game and I was like, okay, let, let's have a chat, guys. How are you guys doing? We're Fantastic. good. What did you think about that win? Uh, it was it was a roller coaster of a game, really. I mean, the fourth quarter looked great. But uh, everyone can see that the first three quarters were kind of stressful uh, against a team like the Pistons. But everybody's happy for the win. <laughs> I'm over the moon, really, <laughs> about this uh, win streak. Are you surprised by it? <sighs> Not really, you know. I'm usually pretty nervous about these games, especially uh, for the Kings, who have been uh, kind of unpredictable for a couple of years. But I thought, really, we could, you know, go into this game and uh, win comfortably, but uh, I guess it's not going to go that way every game. But I'm pretty happy about the effort. Uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, they really picked it up. Yeah, finding a way to win. That's, I think, been the funnest thing to watch. What, Deuce? I have a question. Yes. When are all the people who are in our chat all the time when Fox was going through a tough time last year, when are they showing up in the chat this year? I don't know. When are all these people going to give some know. love to De'Aaron Fox? I'm just saying keep the same energy. If you're going to crap on the guy yeah. when he's doing poorly and he's struggling, can you at least be like, hey, man, he's turned it around. I'm happy for it. That You know what I don't like about that? Because those are miserable people. If hey, no, because are, I feel like I feel they're, they're rooting for him to struggle. They, they are. It's one thing to be critical. Be critical. Of course, we we're critical Break last it down. Year, but... You can also give the guy love for playing a high-level game this year. Correct. The guy has been one of the better players in the NBA. He's playing at an all-star level. And all the people who were trolling our chat, <laughs> trolling our chat for 
even at the start of this season. It was so toxic no, and weird. They don't show up anymore. I, I specific Spry, I specifically remember this guy named Mio in the chat. The guy hasn't shown up <laughs> since they were 0-4. And how? Hey, I, Darren Fox is playing the best basketball he's ever played, and the guy won't even show up and give him some love. Mm. Can we take a moment, Spry, you, me, and Morgan, and acknowledge what Fox has done this year? Let's go. I can name some names in the chat that don't show up when Fox is doing great. Thank you. He said for a couple of players as well. But yeah, I mean, from the start, uh, I thought Fox were doing great even in the games we were losing uh, to start the season. Uh, one of the positives I saw that um, when we were getting close in games and uh, when we were winning games, to, uh, you know, after our own for uh, start, it was actually Fox bailing us out and Fox taking over games. And I think that's really positive because uh, last few seasons when you were having okay um, starts to the season, even with Luke Walton, uh, you would see these players like Harrison Barnes, you know, he's a veteran, but can you really uh, rely on Harrison Barnes to win you all these games at age, whatever, 28, 29, when you have players like Fox in the, in the team that need to do better and with Fox and Halliburton obviously wasn't working. But now that Fox is taking over the games and he's having an all-star season, I think everyone is, is uh, much happier about that than being nine and six and maybe... Terrence Davis and Harrison Barnes are going off, but Fox is playing neither here nor there. I'm really happy that it, actually it's Fox and it's a bonus that are winning these games. And I think that's far more sustainable. Well, Spry, thanks for checking in from Serbia, man. Yeah, no problem, guys. Shout out, Serbia. Yeah. Thanks, Spry. Spry. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of De'Aaron Fox, uh, he was talking about the home crowd tonight and uh, how they probably wouldn't have won that game on the road. Your career plus uh, crazy fans tonight. Just what was that game like for you to be on the court? And I know it looked a little shaky there early, but you guys recovered well. Oh, I mean, I think it's always exciting, you know, to go on a win streak and um, especially to do it at home. Um, I mean, if we're on the road, we probably don't even win that game, especially with the way that um, we're defensively, and I mean, they're shooting 60% from the field, 60% from three for a majority of the game. I'm not sure what they finished with, but um, I mean, it's good to to get out of there with a win, even when you're not playing your best, and even when they're making shots. It's, it's always great to get, get out with a win, learn a lesson, but win the game. Aaron, that's a good perspective. It is. It is, and it's true. I mean, it's what we've been talking about. It's what so many people have been talking about with what the difference has been with obviously just finding a way to win too. Also, there was a sequence where Malik Monk had the and one and got the technical ejected. Yeah. And they chose, the Pistons had to choose someone to shoot the free throw. Um, they chose De'Aaron Fox. And here's what he had to say about the, the Pistons choosing him to shoot that free throw late in the game. For you, real quick, when Malik got tossed and Detroit picked you to shoot the free throw, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, what's "You have a little going? something to say?" Yeah, I was like, "What are y'all doing?" I was like, "What's going on?" Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they. they I don't, I don't think I missed a free throw today. I don't, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I love tonight is you talk about his confidence right now. He had probably one of my favorite quotes of the year uh, post game, Morgan. Uh, here's what he talked about his game. Uh, I use my speed when I have to. Um, I feel like my pace is a lot better than it was in the past, so uh, the label doesn't necessarily matter to me. I get whatever shot I want, honestly. Um, <laughs> right, if it's a mid-range, a floater, I'm not – and I, I don't know what I shoot at the rim, but I know it's top of the league regardless of if I'm wide open or going through someone's body. Um, so it doesn't really matter to me. 
the question just comes up a lot, but for me, I really honestly don't care. Amen, De'Aaron Morgan, Fox. Morgan, Morgan. Hell yeah. That's some confidence. Oh, and I, and it's confidence that he's backing up. It, the way that he's even presenting it um, is just, it's just a different level, something we haven't heard before. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. You had you showed us the G-Man call with that midi at the mm. end of the game. The way he threw down that dunk, the way he still made some good choices from beyond the arc. Uh, let, can we check try Kevin again? Are you cool with trying Kevin Yeah, again? we can try Kevin again. Let's go one more time. Kevo! Kevin, are you with us tonight on Night Chat? Come on, Kev. Mm. I'm passing you the rock because I believe. I'm like, he missed his first shot. He's going to make the next one. I'm passing him again. I believe you're my teammate, Kev. Nope. Kevin. Kevin. Nope. Man, I don't know what's happening, that Kevin. A good try. Well, I might give you oh. another opportunity. Oh! oh! He, he was right the last second! What the hell's wrong with Kevin? I don't know. Wait. Oh, he did request again. He's there. Here. We're going to believe Kevin, in Kevin. You get one We're, more this try. This is it. Morgan's saying one more time. <laughs> One more time. The chat's probably pissed at me right hello, now. Hello, hello, hello. Kevin's yeah. here. Kevin's yeah, here. Kevin. Yeah, sorry, guys. I got some weird Bluetooth stuff going on. I was driving my bad. My apologies. All right. We That's believe right. you. Yeah. No more my bad. Okay. We're all good. Yeah. We're all good. You know, the um, only reason sorry, we're I, doing this is because your name's Kevin, and we like Kevin's right now. Kevin Herter, and shout out Kevin McAllister. Red because Velvet, baby. I love him, too. Kevin McAllister, because Home Alone came out. The, Home Alone 2 is the anniversary of it coming out today. Today is a lot of anniversaries. Thank you. All right, Kevin. Well, what's on your mind after that Kings win? Just, just a few things. Uh, you just played the uh, the clip from Fox, and it's just—I mean, it's just such a joy to see this guy maturing before our eyes. Is it not? I mean, last few seasons you saw him—you know—maybe kind of force it. Uh, you would see it in his body language. He was kind of slumped sometimes uh, when he would shoot a three. You could see it was almost—he was—he was hoping it would go in. Whereas now you just see, he just kind of knows it's going to go in. And, and yep. I think even fans watching can feel that. And same with his free throws as well. I mean, you would always last few seasons, you'd always kind of box you get fouled. You'd say, Oh, here's one of two. And now it just feels like he, he it, it'd be weird if he missed one. Um, so that's been just fantastic to see. And as much as it has been with his individual growth, I really do think it's a chemistry thing as well. I think Monty McNair has just done a fantastic job. You guys alluded to it with high IQ guys. I think he just just has a lot of joy in playing with guys like Herter and, and Sabonis. Um, I think Sabonis is actually much better than his stats actually show. Uh, you know, it seems like his biggest plays come at just, uh, you know, his, his points usually come at crucial times. His rebounds come at crucial times. You saw his offensive rebound so huge tonight. Uh, a few other takes I'll give you. I think Davion Mitchell um, has been actually underrated this year. I know his offensive numbers aren't great, but, I mean, he's giving the Kings four or five extra possessions a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking offensive fouls, uh, deflection steals, or just, you know, just it doesn't really show up in the stat sheet, but forcing guys into awkward shots. Uh, I just think the team has a certain level of confidence when he's on the court as well. He's just such a solid role player already. Um, what else do I got? Uh, Herder, fantastic value. Uh, I mean, his, his contract is great. We got him for a few more years as well, which is just fantastic. I just, I'm really excited about this team. I've been a fan for about 20 years. The last 15 have just been awful. I'm super excited. But the one question I have for you guys is what's going on with, with Sean Holmes? 
because uh, I feel like, especially with within this offense, with the speed they play and the pace they play, he, he would seem like the perfect fit. So it just seems really odd why he's not get, getting any play. And, you know, it's a lot of dead money on the bench as well. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think Brown has a, has a strategy here? Are they going to try and work him in? Because I feel like he could be such a huge boost if he, if he you know, reverts back to the Rashawn Holmes of, of uh, 2019, 2020. So what do you guys think about that? All right, Kevin. Thanks for checking in, man. Appreciate you. We went to you three times, and you delivered. He you did, delivered some and great he asked takes. the question. One thing, uh, before I address your question, one thing you brought up, uh, offensive rebounds, timely situations for Sabonis. I mentioned earlier he had three offensive rebounds in the game. Two of those offensive rebounds came in the fourth yes. quarter, so those were significant. Good point by him. As far as Rashawn Holmes, got off to a slow start. Yeah, I feel like he struggled a little bit finding his way in a motion offense. Uh, I don't think he's really a, a player that you feel totally comfortable with, giving him the ball at the elbow and letting him to make plays, and they run a lot of stuff like that. He's a pick-and-roll guy. And I, I do think that at some point, if I'm – Brown and he's staying engaged and he is practicing well and he's mm -hmm. starting to look like he's putting some things together at practice, especially defensively. I do give the guy another shot because I don't think he is as bad as he's played this year. I still maintain that. I think you mentioned the pick and roll. I think he's also had good pick and roll defense in the past. It just hasn't been good this year. And I think the Kings were in a situation, especially when they're trying to get things going. Yeah. Like it was like, we can't wait. And Metsu came in and not only did he come in for you. He played well, so he's earned this minute. Yep. But, yeah, I, I would not be surprised at all if they go back to Rashawn Holmes at some point coming off the bench. Yeah, I, I I think what you're seeing from Mike Brown as a coach is that he's willing to go to anyone, but he's also willing to not play you if he doesn't feel like that's right for that night, that matchup, that rotation. Um, tonight was the perfect example of seeing Terrence Davis not even go in until late in the second or third or whatever it was and then only end up playing like under five minutes, right? So there's going to be those nights that that still happens, but that's why you stay ready. And I think Rashawn Holmes is one of those guys that is always staying ready, but also is trying to stay ready with something that he doesn't feel f fully comfortable with. And that's in that motion offense, the reading and reacting. I think you got to put him more in that pick and roll if you want to utilize him the right way. And make sure you know you have a guy that is capable of playing above the rim. That's where you got to throw it with him. He's a lob threat. Sass in the chat says, Sabonis is the player of the game. If he did not get those offensive rebounds and feed a herder for threes, we lost right there. Yeah, takes a bonus, getting that chance. Huge rebounds. Herder shooting it with confidence. So big time stuff there from the Kings. Uh, Steven in the chat trying to give Kevin Herder a nickname, calling him Kevin Spacey, the spacing the floor. No, dear no, God, no, 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 no. In 2015, that nickname hits hard. And yeah, it's, it's probably his nickname. 2022, absolutely not. not. We are Very not creepy. allowing that nickname. Like at this time. Pedophile st status, yeah. no. Shout to Adam, who became a member, too. Shout to everyone watching us live, still. Can we... Dude, you guys are, like... You just... You give me... We're close to 500 give me likes. so much joy. 500 thumbs up, So almost. much joy. Are you kidding Thank me? you. The no. subscriptions are going up, too. This city is just something else. Something uh. else. Kings fans are something... The vibe tonight, too, by the way, Sunday at 3, that was lit. That building was... What? Uh, ruling from the chat. I would like to uh, present a case to the judges in our chat. Morgan saying the place was lit. Is it a little awkward that Morgan saying lit at her 
advanced age. Is that a little like cringe? Let's talk about it in the chat. Let's go ahead and rule. Is it cringe? Morgan saying the building was lit today. Wait, 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 a couple things. What? I mean, did it, not one did not. It was lit. It was. And by the way, I still wouldn't give two shits what anyone Steven thought. Steven says he likes it. Uh, PBTV says yes. Uh, I don't wow. care. Nope, no, she's good. Not it's if, just like it's not just if like you when, say it with your you said it with your chest. Do you say it with your chest? Deuce. Did you say it with your chest? Yes or no? CJ needs to know. I don't care what CJ is asking. I really don't care. It's the same thing when I started dropping dope and people were like, hmm, you're in your 30s and you say dope? Yeah, I say dope. I say lit. Morgan can do, do no care? wrong. Oh my I mean, God. I can do a lot of things wrong, but you know who? Like, screw you. I was just no, asking no, 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 you. No. Screw <laughs> you for even like trying to do anything and trying to be like, let me see if I can shit on Morgan my. for a second. Because Mr. Hey, look at my outfits. Aren't I cool? I wear tennis shoes now with my dress pants. Yeah. Stop it. I've got Stop swag. It. Yeah. Well, hey. Stop it. I don't know why this turned on me. I was just asking because a you question. were trying to be mean. It was, and no, I don't appreciate I it. I agree, disagree. I was as innocent question to that the was chat. No, I was trying to no, get no, no, no. You're mean, and that was mean, and we were having a good moment, and all I said was the building was lit, and then you shit all over it. I don't even know if this is true from the chat. What? Morgan. What? Sean says, guys, I just got home from work. The Kings have scored four hundred and twenty points over the last three games uh, we'll, we'll have to double check that but that sounds amazing and you're trying to just like redirect and that's fine for neil for neil what's up man all right for neil are you in the bathroom are you where's your phone do you throw on the other side of the room can you like talk into it what's going on okay wait give me one second let me fix it i'll be back in the that's fair. I, I'll be back in one second. We're he doing said, a show. Wait. Hey, it's Pernil. He said he'll be back in a second, all right? 420 points in the last... I can't believe that. <laughs> Someone, TJ, I'm so lit right now. <laughs> all right, is this better? Way better. Pernil, Um What's just, up, Pernil? I should actually ask you. Let's lead with this. You're 16 years old. You just got your license. You're growing before our eyes. But how do you feel about Morgan saying... It was lit at Golden One Center today. Again, did not say that, Pernille. And if you were listening, you sure as hell better have the right answer. Um, I'm going to say she was fine because I don't want to get yelled at. I, I saw I saw you getting yelled at, and I don't, I don't want to go down that path. So I'm going to say it's fine. It's okay. I mean, God, she, she tried, and that's fine. You are a smart, smart man, Pernille. What did you like about tonight's game? I thought I thought the defense was the most. It was so frustrating. I was like, my dad was watching for once, and he was just in my room looking at my monitor, and we were just watching the game together. And then he was telling me that same old Kings, same old Kings, same old Kings, and I was like, and it, it was kind of annoying. But the defense was so disappointing. Um, there was moments whenever we just let them get like an open shot, and like they were hitting shots that obviously they normally don't hit. Kevin Knox was like. Well, three for five from three, and he's like three threes all year, and that's obviously unlucky. But like in general, the defense was disappointing. But then we also had flamethrower on offense with like Kevin Herter hitting every clutch shot conceivable, De'Aaron Fox hitting every like shot in general. He was so good that that shot where like it was like fifty seconds left, um, 
where he like was sizing up Durin. He could have gone by him, but he decided to settle for like a fadeaway mid range, and then he just drills it. It was literally like a splash. It was perfect. Didn't even hit rim. And that's that progression. Like I've been talking about every single time I come on this, I talk about the Deer and Fox progression, and like it's happening so damn consistently that like I'm starting to go from like, hey, Deer and Fox is an All Star to Deer and Fox is an All NBA player. Ooh. Like he's just been so damn good. That means he's Pernil, top fifteen. That means he's top fifteen. Listen to this though. That's something too. I was talking about the other night. I was like, I was expecting De'Aaron Fox to improve in certain categories right but we're seeing his game improve in almost every category and I, I just am so stunned to see that happen so quick what do you think it is that is making this happen so quickly in this season so early on I think it's like a culmination of like multiple things first of all he has a big that he can play with Demonis bonus is well perfect for him set screens opens up space can orient the offense when he doesn't need to, when he doesn't want to, or what he can't. And that's perfect for him. He has shooters all around. Keegan, um, HP's shooting the ball a bit better, so I'm going to add HP to that list. Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, shooters. And then, obviously, Mike Brown is, like, the biggest piece of the puzzle. He comes in, and he motivates De'Aaron Fox to do what he wants to do. And then, we already know De'Aaron Fox can do whatever he wants offensively. He can, you know, get to the mid-range. He can get to a spot on the elbow. He can get right to the hoop if he wants to. He can score in transition. He can score in, like, a half-court setting. It's just like he needs to take that next step. He needs to like figure out when to go and when not to go. And Mike Brown's perfect for that because Mike Brown pushes him to do that. Mike Brown gives him the freedom to do that while also making sure he plays defense. And like it's it's all those things. Just the roster building of Monty McNair and the coaching by Luke Laux, uh, who's helped him on the offseason, like Mike Brown during the year. It's just a culmination of all those things, which is why De'Aaron Fox is playing well this damn good. 14 games in the season. The latest numbers for Fox. He's averaging 25.4 points a game. He's doing it on just under 56% shooting from the field, 38% from three. Mm. He's shooting 5.1 free throw attempts a game. I'd like that number to go up if you can get some more calls. But he's shooting 84.5% from the free throw line. Give him 6.4 assists along with 4.8 rebounds per game and a steal. It's pretty good. Some good numbers. Great numbers. Fantastic. And... I'm just so encouraged by the shooting numbers because it's not only that he is shooting around him now, but the fact that he is at least through 15 games shooting efficiently from at the rim, mid range, three point land, free throw line. That's a big time but deal. That's the thing you guys too. That's why him becoming a threat from all areas of the floor oh. on the offensive end is allowing so many other people to play their games on the offensive end at the highest levels. It's just, it, it's it's crazy what one player's, one star player's performance can do for an entire team offense. Yeah, and like, I think that um, if, if you look at what Deeran's been able to do, it's like there are games where I think he can go for 40, but he doesn't need to. It's like he's he's gotten way more patient. Like that 25.4 number that Deuce was saying earlier, that number could easily be 30 or 35, like what um, Shay's doing. But like, he doesn't need to do it because he's figured out that to be a star, you don't need to always shoot. There are times wherever you can just like, let, just bide your time, take your time, and then take over whenever you need to. He's not just shooting for the sake of shooting like he used to do in the past, I'd say. He's not just taking over the offense and like spending all his energy on offense. He's recognizing that, you know what? I got also play some defense. So let's let 
it's a bonus on the offense. Let's let Herter hit shots. Let's let Keegan get some shots up. And he's not only distributing the ball, but he's also like recognizing and figuring out that, you know what, this is when I'll turn on the Jets. You know what, this is when I'll, you know what, dedicate more time on the defensive end. Dedicate more effort on the defensive end. That's that sort of pro- 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 progression. That's that, I guess, that's, that's that thinking side of the ball that like De'Aaron's figuring out and like improving on a ton, which is a big reason why he's been this good. Shout out for Neil, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in. Thanks, Perneal. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to say one last thing that I was listening to Jamie and like, yeah, super nice to see another young guy that's like just coming on here and confidently talking about. So like, that was nice. That was nice. It was refreshing to hear. Hell yeah. yeah we, I love the empowerment. I do. I love the fact that we get like kids calling in and old men calling in. Dude, we have the Everything coolest in community. Between. Thanks, yeah. Perneal. It's badass. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Sure. Thank you so much. All right. He said, uh, Fox turn on the Jets. Turn the fucking Jets on! Turn the fucking Jets on! I love it. Peyton in the chat uh, donated five bucks saying, Night chat with Mo and that guy Duke or something. It's so lit. Okay. Thank you, Peyton. Appreciate that. Funny story really quick. Funny story, yeah. So there's this uh, one woman I know. She's a friend and um a listener and a kings fan and her kid is obsessed with the deuce and mo song with me the deuce and mo song but he sings deuce and mo deuce and mo and he sings it while hugging his dog he sings it to his cousins he sings it all the time but here's the here's the thing get this he thinks deuce and mo is me. He doesn't understand there's a concept of you. So when he saw me on TV tonight, she recorded him and she's like, there, that's Morgan. He's like, who's Morgan? Deuce and Mo. It's Deuce and Mo. There's no concept of Deuce no. in his world and I love it. No, honestly, honestly right now, I feel like Sabonis. I just feel like so underappreciated because all I do on this podcast is How set people up. Turn? No, I set people up. I'm screen assist, dropping dimes orchestrating oh let's go to this person let's go to that person hey morgan what about this i'm just sending people up and all i get is De'Aaron fox morgan 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 De'Aaron fox. no love i'm an all-star bro all right i've been there i've been in the game twice i've been there and i don't get any credit for it probably so this, I'm, I'm nicer what how old's the kid how's the kid? i'm not sure and i don't want to tell you because well, there's the no lesson. shitting on the kid right now no none of that None of that. Just, it's so disrespectful. I wish I lived in his world, though. Let's check in with the man who sounds just like Luke Walton. And one year ago tonight was Luke Walton's final game as Kings head coach. We'll check in with Ross. What's up, Ross? Yes, it's my one-year anniversary of not being with the team anymore. It's really, (laughs) I miss you guys, and I'm glad to see you're doing well. Uh, Happy here in Cleveland. What is up, Ross? How you doing tonight? Uh, man, I'm doing great. I went to the game tonight, man. I got to bring my nephew who grew up in San Francisco and he's like, you know, he's not a hardcore basketball fan, but he likes the Warriors and he was so into the game. So that was super fun. Um, um, the game, like it was just awesome to see him get this like ugly gritty win. Um, I mean, I keep looking up and I go, they're not going to keep shooting 60%. If we can just keep playing it's going to come down to like 45 we're going to pull this win out and they basically just kept shooting 60 percent um 
and we couldn't really hit anything. We were, I think we ended at like 29 or 30, but, um, yeah, it was just a good gritty win. Um, props to Harrison Barnes. He, he's been doing some things the last three, four games where he's just been, um, going to the basket and getting free throws because he's a veteran like calls that players four or five years younger than him would never get and he knows he goes okay this is my time I'm we need to stop a run or we need to you know push the lead a little bit more and uh I just love to see that out of Barnes I I was on him but I also was willing to give him 20 games because we've seen him slump and come out of slumps and uh it's just better for everything better for you know if he eventually gets traded or whatever but um so the main reason i wanted to call though uh is how many times last year did i call up talking about De'Aaron fox and like what i wanted out of him like man this guy i love him but he's not a three-point shooter um he's bored on defense but we know he has it in him somewhere um and I got to give you guys props because you multiple times said, but he's got the mid-range game. And I go, yeah, that's nice. But like, you know, is that enough? Like he, he gets to the rim, but it just doesn't seem like he's consistent enough. And um, man, props to that kid. I don't know what it is, but um, I, I heard something how uh, Luke Locks had him, um, make 10 free throws in a row and five of them had to be swishes. Mm. And I remember his last couple of years, he was kind of one of those free throw shooters that was a, a front rim guy, which is like, I kind of feel is like a little less confident of a shooter. The guy that just aims for the front of the rim and goes, okay, I could get a bounce, but he's just like, okay, no fear. I'm just going to shoot it to make it. And it looks like it's translating in his threes and his jump shots. And, um, also helps to have a coach and like four three point shooters to open the lane up and a big man that can set you a screen and yeah. finish. So, you know, obvious statement of the year, but I mean, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm so proud of Fox. I'm so happy to see him balling like this and he looks so happy. Um, it's yeah. good to see. He definitely looks so much happier and obviously winning through going to do that, but he just seems so much more engaged this year. And you mentioned, we talk so much about his relationship with Mike Brown, but yeah, the name you brought up, Luke Locks, is a significant one, right? Uh, Luke goes, wait, you know, he knows Mike Brown, but he also worked with De'Aaron's now wife, Rasay, with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. And when Rasay heard that his name was in the mix, he was like, you guys have to get him. He's great, blah, blah, blah. And De'Aaron and, and Luke have been super tight. Yeah. And I think Luke's been fantastic with him. I mean, Luke went over to Italy on De'Aaron's honeymoon to work out with the guy. When you can build that relationship and that trust with someone who is just trying to make you better, most likely things are going to get better and better. And Ross wasn't wrong too, just talking about how last year, you know, he was talking about the three and I would push, I pushed back at times like, well, maybe he doesn't have to be a great three point shooter, but you're seeing how much more an offense can accomplish when your point guard is a three-point shooter and is an outside threat. And there's so many times, too, that last the last couple of years, I was like, you know, maybe he doesn't have to be the star player. That doesn't need to be his role. And I'm, I love that he is proving that point wrong and is like, 
No, because I, I'm capable of being a star player and I'm going to show it and it's happening this year. It wouldn't be a night chat if we didn't check in with our guy, Nick. I'm going to Nick now. Deucemo, what's up? <laughs> so is it true that someone who is in our Discord bought you a piece of pizza tonight? <laughs> yes. Is it true? Yes. Who who was it? God, I, I, I can't. You don't remember it's, it's his okay. name. It's all right. It's okay. So anyway, someone in our Discord, I believe his name is Mofo, in, oh, the, cool. in our Discord was found Nick at the game and bought and, Nick a pizza because Nick was in our Discord earlier today saying, Deuce, I need you to buy me a damn pizza. I did not <laughs> buy Nick a pizza. I said, hell no, because I already bought him one this year. Um, yeah. So Nick, you got your pizza. How was the game? It was good. I enjoyed the win. And, you know. We go to Memphis, and guess what? What? Sabonis lighted the beam, and this is what he says. Light the beam. Light the beam. Light the beam. Hell yeah. Good job. Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? That should actually be the chant. Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Okay, you like that. Good. Hey, why not win today? Why not beat the Pistons? And the beat, Pistons are not that good. They're not that good, but you won. Why? And look at what Mars wearing your why not shirt. Yes, why not? Yes. So yeah, Nick, you got a big. Why road. not wear? Why not wear it, Morgan? That's... Why not wear the why not sweatshirt? Why not? And you know what, Nick? I your energy every night chat is just so great. It just you. We haven't had a loss in a while, right? So Oof. we're just sitting high. But like, yeah. even like, you've been calling us for like two years straight during all the bad times. You always go, why not win tomorrow? And there's some nights we go, I can come up with about 75 reasons why they're not going to win. But now you've been optimistic. You're making us all believe. Why not go on the road and beat the Memphis Grizzlies? The why not movement. Why not? We got we to gotta beat the Memphis. But we have a tough road trip. We played the Boston sometime in that week. Yes. And they're really good. But they are really but good. But Nick, when you take on Boston after Thanksgiving, why not win? Why not win that game? Yeah. All right, Nick. Uh Thanksgiving is coming up too. I know we're gonna talk to you before then, but are are you a big Thanksgiving guy? Do you like you have a favorite side dish? I like the turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and no, everything. I like the chocolate. I like the pumpkin pie and chocolate cream pie. Hell Ooh. yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Nick. Anything else? Do Samo. Okay. Do Samo. Do Samo. They tell you what you need to know. Yes. Thanks, yeah. Nick. You almost got the lyrics down. All right, Nick. Sleep dreams tonight, okay? Sleep dreams. Hey, go Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for you guys. Oh, wait, what? I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for. Oh, I'm thankful for, for you guys. That oh, is the Nick, sweetest thing, Nick, Nick. I can speak for everyone watching us live right now. You know, people get really excited for your calls every time you call. Every in. time, so we are thankful for you too. Yeah, I'm thankful for Deuce and Morgan. Uh, who are you more thankful oh. for? If you're to pick, if you have to pick one. Like I am more. I'm, I'm thankful for for both of you. Oh, but I like if, it. You have to pick one, or you get no turkey at Thanksgiving. 
Okay, I'm thankful for, for Morgan. Yeah! Because she's on NBC Sports. That's why? That, how about because I'm nice? Huh? Yes. What did he say? He said because I'm on NBC Sports. <laughs> I am too. I was on tonight pregame and postgame. That's true. It's not my fault that they can't afford me. Yeah. That they don't have the money it takes to land someone of my talent that would propel them up their ratings like no other talent they have ever seen before. They need to back up the Brinks truck before I even look, before I even take a call mm. from them. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. Sleep dreams. <laughs> sleep dreams. All right, all right. I love he doesn't even say anything in that moment. Son He's like, uh huh, uh huh. That was so sweet. Sleep dreams. I'm thankful for you too. That was pretty cute. That's oh, pretty cute. My heart. Pretty cute. What a joy. Um, appreciate uh-huh. everyone being here tonight. People giving you support. Deuce needs to be on TV more. Well, obviously, we all know that. <laughs> I hate you so much. You're such an I idiot. mean, look, Kings win some more games. They'll probably like this. Dude, we Come really on. we really like the way you're dressing. You yeah, should uh shaved head. Yeah. Hey Cody, welcome in the night chat with Deuce and Mo. What is up, Cody? Hey Cody. Can you hear me? We got hey. you, man. There we go. Well, I you know, because you guys have been having this feud tonight, I gotta shout out both of you. First of all, Morgan. <laughs> Great job owning up to, you know, the whole being wrong about Fox last year and how he can be, you know, he needs to be an outside shooter and whatnot. So, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah, we we definitely do that oh, here. We're, we're, we're not about being right you know or what? wrong. You know what? <laughs> Cody, I'm glad you brought that up. What? I had some guy in our YouTube comments the other day that was going as like, you guys were so disappointed when they drafted Keegan Murray. I'm like, I went back and watched a clip he commented on. I'm like, no, we were completely fair. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, we looked at yeah. the pros and the cons. We talked about Ivy, pros and cons. He goes, you guys were Ivy guys. I'm like, nah. I can tell you this. Nope. If there's one podcast in Sacramento that were, they were in love with Jane Ivy, it was us. But, like, it, here's my thing. We are going to be wrong on things. And I am 100% okay with that. And I'll admit when I'm wrong about something. Morgan will admit we're wrong. I mean, you, come on, we're well, all you, wrong about this. Okay, 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 big deal. Okay, okay, okay. No, and that was gonna, to you, Cody. That was, that to, was, everyone. The, that was to everyone. But anyway, but Cody, what's on your mind tonight? Sorry. Well, first of all, and, and, and I got to go back to you, Deuce. Thanks for the assist and letting me come on. So definitely want to highlight your contribution here as well, all right? That was backhanded, Morgan. That was a backhanded compliment. That was. That no, was, Cody. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were asking, you you were no, saying before that you, you bring people on. I don't, you, I'm not. You give the assist. That is true, though. I refuse to take this. Okay. Well, what's on your mind, okay. Cody? Well, going actually back to Jaden Ivey, this kid's impressive. Yeah. He uh, he played out of his mind tonight. I'm still super happy with the Keegan Murray pick, and I don't think I- Ivy and Fox would have worked very well together, but that it, I'm excited, you know, to see him for for years to come because he looks he looks pretty dang good in his shot. Um, his shot's not a very in terms of a, a fundamental shooting. It's not the greatest. Uh, in fundamentals, but neither is uh, technically Curry's, neither is uh, Trey's, and it kind of looks like he has that low release point, like both of them. And I'm not calling him Trey Young or Steph Curry, but if he can develop into both a fast uh, guard like Fox, but then also, you know, uh, a threat on the shooting end, uh, like he looked like tonight, that's going to be fun to, yeah. to watch for, I mean, for and, years to come. And he's a guy that really has not been shooting the ball well from three on the season. At Coming all. in tonight, just under 30% from three, you don't worry about it too much. I think my biggest concerns with him coming out was just, I just felt like defensively, there he just 
was lost at times. I was concerned about the outside shot too, but I understand why teams are excited about his potential because he is a freak athlete. Yeah. He's fast. And even tonight, some of those step backs he had were really nice. He relies a lot on Absolutely. his athleticism on the defensive end, yeah. but there's no reason why as a raw young rookie yeah, yeah. that can't develop into something else, especially with some good coaching. Yeah, and, and to comment on that, right, I don't think he has anybody in the lineups that he plays with that helps him know where to be on that team defense, right? He has Corey Joseph that's pretty much playing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about even at Purdue, though. Like, it was just, okay. it was not. I, yeah, I'm speaking more on that part because we watched a lot of him on, um, what's it called? Synergy. Synergy. And we were yeah. like, man, he is just, like, not in the right stance. But this is all stuff that, like, you hope, being in an NBA program, they could teach him these things, you know, because he has the gifts to be a good mm -hmm. defensive player. And that's where I think a lot of teams see is like, okay, he may not be there yet, and that's okay, but does he work hard? Does he want to get yeah. better? Like, do we have the right developmental staff to get that out of him? And so I think people bet on that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at Fox this year, right? If, yep. if Fox wasn't looking like he was a defensive player and, and now he looks, he's looking, you know, not like a, you know, all defensive player, of but the he's year been better like yeah. that, but he's looking good. You know right. what I mean? So, and then also I did tune in like 20 minutes ago. So I apologize if I'm bringing up stuff that's already been talked about, but wow, I am just so excited to, uh, to see, you know, coach Bagley walk away from this game. Very disappointed. So uh, to see his uh, his tweets throughout the night and anyway, was, was did, you, did you guys? I think so. And did you see Logan Webb's uh, tweet at Marvin or at his dad? I did not see Logan Webb's tweet. No, <laughs> just basically <laughs> told Logan. him to go pack, and it was awesome. And I was just like, "Well, Logan Webb's my favorite baseball player of all time now." <laughs> so, be honest, just, Logan Webb's kind of de dead to us because he was committed to come on our podcast actually opening day, ooh. and then he flaked at the last second. So, I mean, he de you know he is a professional baseball player and had things going on, but that's cool. Well, okay. Wow, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, you, of people here do. I'll tell you what, Logan Webb was not busy in October this year. I, hey, <laughs> so say sorry. that to his face. I'm kidding. No, I just I pulled, I pulled up his uh, tweet. He said, "Go home at Team Bagley." I know eating at home ain't bad in sack. All right, so there's Logan Webb taking shots. I love shots. it. Right. I love it. Yes, Logan Webb, dude. That's that's awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just super. And I'm also stoked for, I mean, Jay, uh, I think is his first name. Jalen Duran is Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran. Yeah. Dude, he played. Oh my gosh. I can, and, and going back to Bagley, I can't wait until Jalen Duran uh, takes his starting spot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply because he looks like a monster today so um i have nothing against marvin i don't like his dad so just okay. seeing any any uh things going on with that is great so <laughs> i'm right. on the hate train over here so i could tell cody well how about you this just enjoy the moment of your kings winning six in a row and being nine and six that's pretty fun. hell yeah dude let's go so right. thanks cody. thanks guys that's, yep we'll thanks see. cody that it's so true you weren't wrong you said that about what? 
About what? You said that about just like Marvin Bagley and just like how many people, like even Cody there. Just, yeah, I have nothing against Marvin Bagley. It's just his dad. So poor Marvin Bagley, you know, just gets shit on and it's, it's, that's what's most of it. Let's give some love to Super Chatters, including Dash2469. He donates five bucks saying, starting donation fund for Juice to be on NBC Sports California. <laughs> Anthony also donated 10 bucks. Appreciate the donation. Thanks, guys. And everyone being here tonight on Night Chats. Loyal Sack Kings fan. This is another young guy, right? Yeah. He's 12, no? So we've had a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old, and now a 12-year-old. I love it. Loyal Sack Kings fan. Are you there? Yes, I'm there. What's up, man? First of all, I've been in the waiting room for like 30 minutes, and I finally got in. That's kind of disrespectful, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. Do you understand? There's a demand to get in. There's people lining up left and right. We got Twitter spaces. We've got Discord. I got to give some love to the people in the chat, and you're going to come in with that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, what did you like about tonight's game then, huh? Wait, first off, I want a fun fact. The last time the Kings won six games, my parents didn't even meet each other yet. Whoa! Dude. That is a fun fact. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So you're probably, especially since you've been watching basketball now for 12 years, you're probably you're probably enjoying the amount of winning that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, I hope because they are nine and six that they can go on the road with amount, the amount of confidence. Like I'm sure they have much confidence going on the road right now. And just so you know, in the chat, over-under says, this kid is better than Deuce. Um, wow. Okay. Well, you know what? This kid, Loyal Zach Kings fan, is my guy. It's like we're, we're friends. We, we talk back and forth, you know? He's talking smack to me. Yeah. It's cool, right? I appreciate we're, it. We're tight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's making sure. You guys are good. I got a little nervous on that yeah. one. Um, what impressed you with the win tonight? I thought the way we were able to edge it out and the way that, um, the way that when we were down, we were – like the old Kings would have just like, honestly took the loss, but we were, we were fighting. We wanted the win today. Yeah, no, it's, go. it's, that's the number one thing that like popped out to so many people because I know it was an ugly win in so many different ways for the Sacramento Kings. But the fact is they got the win and it wasn't in a fluky weird way. It was the way they battled. Yeah. Hey, and one more question before we let you go. Uh, what is the first Kings team you really remember watching? Um, probably, uh, 18, 19. Cause I, I used to watch Kings games all the time, but yeah. I really don't remember. Yeah. But 18, 19, when I was like really in it because they, they were like doing good for like the longest time. Yeah. That's the team I really remember. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for checking in. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. See ya. Thanks. Yeah. Can't disrespect Lewis, that Kings fan. If he comes in, you don't you don't put him on hold for thirty minutes. You don't put baby in the corner. Is that the the whole like? I I how about that? that? His first memory is the eighteen nineteen season. <laughs> well, just thinking about that too, because we get people who've been here like since eighty five. But for a twelve year old, that makes sense. That uh, totally makes sense. Like, yeah, that's when they were good, and I actually started watching more. That's great, man. Hmm. <laughs> From uh, a young person to the oldest person, I think, our oldest <laughs> listener right now. I think he is 67 years old this year. He is Trevor, and he's on Night Chat. Hi, Trevor. Welcome in the Night Chat. He's got to figure out how to unmute it, though. That's it, hey, it's you, a challenge. Hey, you be nice right? to Trevor. How do, I, how do I get through? And Why are you like such an ageist? It's weird. 
like telling me I can't say things, yelling at 12 year olds and then telling old people that they can't figure out their mic. What, what's so special about you, huh? Yeah, no more bullying. I don't appreciate no one. None of us. We're having fun tonight. All right, Trevor, we'll try to get to you at a different point. Um, let's check in next with Jordan. What's up, Jordan? Jordan. Jordan going once. He's been waiting too. Come on, Twitter spaces Jordan. is just really inconsistent, to be honest. Sometimes I'm, I'm like. Is it the people or is no, it the actual it's Twitter spaces? Mm, well, you guys got to get on Discord. It always works. Jordan. All right. Request to talk again. I'll get to you, man. But we're going to go to Ron. What's up? What is up, Ron? Ron. Oh, hey, guys. What's hey, on? Ron. You guys got, got me in loud and clear? Yeah, we got you, man. Hey, guys. Good. Really gutsy win, huh? Sheesh. <laughs> what do you like about it? What did I like about it? Oh, well, I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm probably the guy who always mentions Harrison Barnes. And gee, come on. He was great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, I, I don't know. Um, I just wanted to mention, hey, I, I'm just going to drink it in, right? I mean, we're, we're right now looking at the standings and we're fifth in the West. Oh, is that an update? Is there is it checking really it right now, Ron? Right now? I thought they were six. <laughs> Let's see. What... No, well, I I I believe that uh, Memphis lost, and that put us at fifth. Wow, wow, that you're is, right. Can I be honest? It is kind of crazy to look at the West right now. Of course, this is how everybody predicted it to start through 15 games. The Utah Jazz are the number one seed after trading Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. The number two seed, the Suns, after all this turmoil over their off season. Yeah. Uh, the third seed, the Portland Trailblazers. Everyone thought they were going to be Then great. you've got the Nuggets at four, the Kings at five, Marlins the Grizzlies surprising. at six, Clippers seven, New Orleans eight, Dallas nine, Minnesota ten. Still early, but right where we had everyone. Hey, I'll tell you what. You'd rather be early in fifth than 12th. Oh, hell yeah. So I don't yeah. care how early it is. No. It's like I'm not. I'm, I'm just. It's just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the ride. Hey, we had the longest winning streak other than, you know, the Celtics. Yeah. And, uh. You know, and, and let's just enjoy it. I mean, when was the last time we were fifth in the West? <laughs> Drink it in, just I, like I, you said, Ron. Well, let's see. Um, uh, 2005. Let's see. All right. You guys got young people in there, right? In here. I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty old. Last time I was in college, I was talking to about the, the AC, ABC Tower. I was, I, that was my last year in college. Damn. <laughs> in Sacramento. Ended up, yeah, just uh, in between all those years. Fought for the Kings to stay in Sacramento. Uh, got season tickets because of that. Got got some, you know, I, I was one able to get one of those Arco seats, so that's pretty cool. And uh, ended up in the Bay Area, unfortunately, you know, surrounded by Warrior fans. So <sighs> it's really, really fun to finally just, you know, right now every, I, I can hear Warrior fans grumbling, and I'm just sitting here well, thinking... And, and Life Ron, is good. Ron, I'm glad you brought that up. I appreciate you checking in, man. Thanks, uh, we, we should just take a second, guys. Let's let's give it up to the Warriors tonight. They they got their first road win of the season tonight. Who is it against again? The Houston Rockets. Oh, yeah. Their first road <laughs> yeah, win of the season tonight. Give it up to them, Morgan. Yeah. Oh, that's so I'm cute. Proud, I'm proud I'm of so them. I'm so proud. I'm so, no, honestly, I'm so proud of them. So Bless it's, their heart. It's so cute. It's so 
cute. I mean, they're they're almost close to the play-in. They're shooting that ball. They can do we it. We need to watch our mouths. That's I know. Not funny. It's we're just that's having. Not... Can we just have fun for this moment? We're because, joking, okay, guys. Yeah, for any Warriors fan that's out there, for any NBA fan that's like, are they serious? They're Kings fans. We know <laughs> the irony is real. We know. Uh, it, it's crazy too because if the Pistons would have won tonight, it would have been their first road win. They're zero and ten on the road now. By Damn. The way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, good. dude, and to be close. that close. Yeah, that hurts. The desperate nature was there tonight. Yeah. All right, let's try Jordan one more time. Okay. Hey, Jordan, your wife was in the chat saying you are there, and you are here. What's up, Jordan? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. What's up, dude? What in the world, man? Hey, dudes, I feel like you need a win tonight, bro, so I just want to tell you, your outfit was great tonight. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Okay, Jordan, you. on to the next topic. So how <laughs> uh, what would you like about tonight's win? Hey, I, I know we've been giving Harrison Barnes' flowers after the slow start, but I'm just going to add a couple more to that bouquet. And it, actually, something that was already said earlier tonight, but I think it's super, super important tonight, but, but really throughout the season, is how well Harrison Barnes is able to get to the line in moments where the yes. Kings really need to stop and take a break. Whether there's heavy momentum on the other side or we just can't get a bucket, Harrison Barnes, without fail, gets into the key, gets fouled, finds a way to get to the line. And it does two things. One, it's a pretty consistent way to get two points, or it should be. Uh, and two, it, it works as a pseudo timeout in those moments. And so the boys are able to take a break. The guards can go talk to Mike. The bigs can take a break from getting punched in the face down in the key. Thank um, you. I just Harrison Barge is so important to this team, and it's just a, a blessing to see him playing well. I love when people are up on Harrison Barnes and enjoy what he actually contributes as a player. And I think sometimes when he was down, yeah, it's bad, especially when they're losing games. It's so easy to focus on someone and to push the blame on that person, especially when De'Aaron Fox was playing well in a lot of those losses early on in the season. So people were like, who else can be blamed? Well, Harrison Barnes wasn't contributing, but at the same time, I think we don't give him enough grace when he isn't consistent because well, he hasn't always just played consistent basketball, but he can play great in so many moments when they need him. He has a track record of being a really good shooter in this league. Yeah. And there is this immense level of panic when he got off to a slow start during the preseason and through the first start of the season. I, I'm big on, you gotta, you gotta trust your guys a little bit, you know? And especially as a new coach, like Mike Brown may be a new coach to this team, but he has been around the league long enough to know who Harrison is on and off the court and the yeah. work he puts in. And if he sees that he's preparing the right way and he's doing the right things and the shot's not falling, you keep rolling with the guy. Especially if Harrison's other things not, are working on the floor. He's not perfect. Like, people get on him because defensively there's some wings he can't defend. Yeah, he can't. And some of these guys, not a lot of guys can guard. But he does a great job rebounding the ball. He's yep. getting to the free throw line, as Jordan mentioned, and highlighted the reasons why that's important. And he's starting to hit from the outside again. So... I think he can still be a big, impactful piece. I know so many people are quick to be able to trade Harrison Barnes. Well, his value is up. The, too, the main thing I always year. say to people is, how are you getting better if you trade Harrison Barnes? If you can come up with some deal that is going to magically make them better, okay, I'm going to listen. But I don't think you're going to come up with one. I think he is an important veteran to this team, and I think tonight he was a big reason why they won the game. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. Also, speaking of trusting your guys, how about uh, Kevin Herter, a.k.a. Ron Threesley, starting slow That's... tonight and then coming up with just some huge shots down the stretch, man. Do we like the Ron Threesley nickname, Morgan? Morgan's not a Harry Potter it's, person. That's what I was going to say. It's a very... Oh, Morgan. I know. What do you guys think of this one, okay? Kevin Hurdum. No. Hurdum. It's fine. I love it. Are you serious? It's fine. Screw you. It's I bad. love it. I'll say it. That nickname is better than the one that someone said Kevin Spacey earlier that we denied. Yeah, no, we already decided that. no, absolutely no. not. So, yeah. well, uh, appreciate you checking in, man. Hey, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, appreciate Jordan. It. Thanks, Jordan. Jordan's cool. Super nice. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice. Jose, what's up, Jose? Jose, you're in the building with Deuce and Mo. What is up? Let's go. Be patient. Be patient. Okay. That's fine. I'm patient. Okay. Okay. We were patient, right? Yeah, we were. That was patient enough? Yeah. Okay. Poor Jose. (sighs) Sorry, man. So next up for the Kings, they hit the road. Three games. You got Memphis. You got the Hawks. And then you have the Boston Celtics. Expectations for what lies ahead for the Sacramento Kings. Morgan. Because they're playing so well lately, my expectations are higher than what they usually would be. And I know I threw in that little turkey day holiday excuse early on, but I don't think that is so much of the excuse as the end of a road trip playing a very tough team, right? Like that's where things are going to come in tough when you play the Boston Celtics on uh, Friday. But you look at these first two squads I think against Memphis, I'm just going to need to see a real solid game. That's going to be tough coming off of this one. We obviously don't know where Keegan stands with everything that's going on with him, just from what he looked like late on in that game. But um, but against the Hawks, you know, that's if you need that more of a bounce-back game, depending on what happens against Memphis. And the Hawks have been kind of up and down this year. Exactly. They haven't really strung it together. They are 10-6, and and they play Cleveland on Monday – before taking on the Kings on Wednesday. So not a crazy schedule for them. They played yesterday against the Raptors and had such a wild finish to their game. The end of that game with the game winner, that full court, remember I showed you that? Oh, yeah. Raptors, Hawks, executed that play to perfection. Gorgeous basketball. Just gorgeous basketball being executed by the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Full court, late in that one. I, you you see that type of stuff out of practice, like being done out of practice. Okay, late game situation. How do we execute it? They did it just perfectly. I forget who it was that came up on Trey Young. Griffin. Oh, I'm that sorry. That came thought, up on yeah. Trey Young. Oh, was it was it Griffin that actually ended up with the dunk? Yes. Okay. The, the rookie. So Trey Young, whoever came up defensively on Trey Young, left Griffin behind in the paint. They got an easy two. I would have I would have still rather had Trey Young try and jack up the outside shot. But also the Grizzlies next opponent, they lost uh, tonight to the Brooklyn Nets, 127 to 115. I think when I look at this road trip, Memphis to me is a game you you just go and win. And I know it's hard. It's hard to win seven. Why in do a you row. say it so confidently? Yeah, I, I just think the, you have to take advantage of teams when they're down. And you could say Memphis has the guys to step up and they do. They like John Conchar stepped into the starting lineup and he's produced, mm-hmm. right? They have. You know, tonight, Dylan Brooks had a 30-plus point ball game for them. They did lose. But let's not deny that 
without John ja Morant, Desmond Bain, you can make the case that obviously you know John ja Morant's an all-star, but Desmond Bain has been an all-star this year. He destroyed Sacramento yeah. in the first meeting in Sacramento. That's those are two significant losses. And that's the one you want to steal. Like go on the road, it get is. a win, steal. I'm not saying it's a gimme, Morgan. No. You're misinterpreting what I'm saying. No, I'm not. I'm just saying like that's a one you go, we got to get this one. No, it's and it's, that's not yeah. what I'm saying at all because I, I do find Memphis such an interesting team of how they have grown over time too with just their standards, their culture, their philosophy there in Memphis. And I think they know how to have that next man up mentality at such a high level. That's where I get worried about them on their home floor and everything. The last game of the road trip, the Kings will be in Boston to take on the Celtics. They have won nine in a row. They're 13 and three. They wrap up a three game road trip in Chicago coming up on Monday. Then they're at home for the Dallas Mavericks and then the Kings on Friday. So mm. yeah, I mean, they're just a really talented team and I'm, beyond shocked at how well they've been able to play with Robert Williams out with some of the injuries they've dealt with, with, I don't know, losing their coach right before training camp. Yep. They've handled things well. So this is a good test for Sacramento coming up. And, you know, I don't like going too far ahead at the schedule because you start getting crazy. You don't know what things are going to look like, no. but this is a, a chance for Sacramento to test out where they are a little bit against some really competitive teams. I agree. And I think this is the time in the season, especially remember, I always said around that 20 game mark for me, where it was like, okay, I can figure out what their identity is. I think the Kings are already established, establishing what their identity is early on in this season. Um, I think this road trip around this time could tell so much more because of the way that they have been playing, how they actually continue that type of play. A couple uh, interesting storylines. Yeah. What? One, you got the rematch against Memphis. Okay. Two, Kevin Herter revenge game. I thought about that, yeah. What? He Sometimes those are those are the toughest, but I hope he just goes off. <sighs> Kevin Herter dropping a 40-piece on the Hawks? I would love to see it. Wouldn't we all? Come on now. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be interesting to see where the Kings are at. Someone in the chat was saying, hey, would one and two be considered successful? Again, I think it goes back to what we talked about before with this team. What's that look like? If they go one and two and they look like terrible, they're getting blown out, well, then that'd be disappointing. But if they're in the games and they're, they've got a chance to win, sure. The Kings have been in games this year. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, I feel like when you look at one and two, I'm like, okay, you're getting that one over Atlanta. But what does your losses look like, especially against a team like Memphis, like Deuce is saying, with two of their all-star caliber guys not playing? So we'll see how they go about each of these games competitive on the road. Well, it's been fun. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back live following the Kings-Grizzlies game on Tuesday night. Hell yeah. Let's get it. Appreciate you guys being here. Make sure to hit the thumbs up on the way out. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening later on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It helps us grow so, so, so much. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. You're so badass for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.